passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Poison Rana. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello, Braden Harrington here with John Ceno Evil filling in for one Davy Portman. Uh, Davy Portman. Davy Portman. Man, maybe I had uh, too good of a night off last night. Hello, John Ceno. How are you doing on this fine Wednesday afternoon? You, you know, after some of the nights you guys describe, the Davy Portmints might actually be a good uh, good idea. The morning after mints. That can go with the beady odorants. You can have the port mints. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm telling you, you got a whole franchise going here. Poison yeah. Rana needs for wrestling fans. Yeah, Sino, I know you've been to a lot of our live events, but at our All In It event, I thought it would be a good gag to uh, purchase some links, which is basically like tag or axe body spray over there in the UK, and bought one for like a communal use. And it got me thinking because because I did it for a joke for a pop and it definitely everyone reacted. But then some people actually took me up on the offer. So it did make me think like, hey, BD, BD odorant, however you right? say, it, uh, does make a lot of sense for marketing, uh, marketing terms. But uh, marketing things aside, we will have our PWT store with some new frog poison Rana merch and even what up do merch. Ooh. Coming very soon, so uh, they're they are up there already. But we will be having some new um, kind of graphics and some new artwork coming out soon. So look forward to that for any of you, because I know a lot of you have been asking out there. But yes, welcome to Up Next. This is a different Up Next. Uh, we 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 still are hungover from Halloween havoc, so we decided to go live uh, today, Wednesday. And Sino, you are uh, hanging out with me today, and it's a pretty. It's a pretty busy week in the world of NXT because, of course, the one night that we're like, oh, you know what, we'll go live the next day is when uh, it hits the fan of, oh, my God, NXT is moving. And uh, I'm sure we'll be we'll be jumping into to talking uh, a lot about that today. So uh, welcome to the, the post wrestling feed. Anyone in the YouTube chat or uh, the podcast uh, app there. Hello. Welcome. Uh, yeah, no. We usually get like a lot of different listeners at this time because, you know, it's 1 p.m. on a Wednesday opposed to a Tuesday night. So I'm sure there's some people in the chat. Cameron's one of them. Very appreciative of uh, us recording at this certain time. Yes, Zern as well. Is this the first time that Up Next has been recorded with two people and neither one of them are at the BDE? Or has this that been is, done before? Yeah, this is true. I'm actually at my uh, my girlfriend's place, and uh, she's in the other room uh, marathoning Harry Potter for whatever reason. So I'm I'm in here. But 
Uh, I don't mind it. I've been away from the BDE for a few days. I gave Davey a little bit of a a staycation, if you will. And uh, I'm sure he's enjoying not having me around, but I know he misses me just as much as he enjoys not having me there. But my girlfriend's got an espresso machine. So like, you know, I'm living all right. She's got a bidet. I just had the greatest poop before doing this podcast. So like, wow, look at you. I'm living, I'm living a pretty good life right now. How, How about you? I'm a little on the opposite side. My son's actually been homesick uh, oh. the last couple of days. Yeah, he caught a little something over the weekend, so uh, he's been I'm off. Sorry. But luckily, this week, there's a couple of days off of school anyway, so he's not really missing too much. Like yesterday was Election Day, and Friday is uh, Veterans Day, I want to say. Um, so he's been sick home, but he's been using his time to to play Spider-Man, of course, and uh, Super Mario Wonder and everything. We were able to be Spider-Man ourselves uh, this pa- a couple of days ago. We actually 100% of it and everything. So uh, wow. that game 100? is done. 100%. 100%. We got everything. Every collectible, every trophy you can think of, every side story, side mission. We destroyed that game. We're just bring on the, the DLC, bring on Spider-Man 3, bring on bring on Wolverine. That's the next game that the uh, the company is making. Insomniacs is making Wolverine, so that should be fun. Yeah, uh, I I've, have not caught up on the, the gaming front, but I have tried the first Spider-Man, but the... The like the whole Wolverine game sounds pretty crazy. If the same people that are making this these ones make this one, so I'm definitely uh, looking forward to that. But what's the what's the talk with the GTA? Uh, like the trailer or something? Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of rumors. But the thing with GTA is, whenever I hear the, the letters GTA, I don't even like want to believe anything until I physically see it in front of me. So I've been hearing that there's supposed to be a trailer for GTA six dropping uh, in December in a couple of weeks or so. Uh, when the game comes out, that's a whole nother story. Who knows what system, what game that's coming out on. I know GTA five has still been living off of a uh, 10 years. Oh, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. So, it's um, crazy. Yeah. So I whenever s- I actually see GTA six physically uh, in front of me, like on my TV screen or the physical copy, I'll, I'll believe that it's out. It'll come out on the PlayStation Seven eventually when it when it does. That might be the game to get me back into buying a new system because that's what got me to buy a PS Three. I think mm, when it first yep. came out, and then I got a PS Four like pretty much get, given to me, and I got Spider Man, and then GTA Five was like eighteen bucks, and I was like, I can't believe I got a PS Four and I bought the game I had on PS Three, but that's how good it was. So. I definitely am looking forward to the one game I advise you to get. I haven't picked it up myself yet because it's just so many other games, but they remastered the old Gargoyles game that was for like Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. It's on the Switch now. It's like 15 bucks or so. It's like a total remake of it. Still the same 2D side scrolling. Um, but I want to bring that up because there's been a lot of talks of like a Gargoyles live action movie oh my God. for a while. That's supposedly like under development. There's a Zelda live action movie that they just announced the other day. So yeah, there's a lot of a uh, lot of stuff happening in the uh, the video game slash uh um, animated world. You have a uh, Ghostbusters attacking frozen ghosts now in New York City. Paul Rudd. On? Paul Rudd still looking the same how he did Paul, from Halloween Six. Paul Rudd still running away from Michael Myers. It's, they, they should just do that. They should have Michael Myers invades Manhattan. He runs into Jason. There's ghosts everywhere. Just, just fuck it. Do, do the whole thing. Yeah, as long as Rick Moranis shows up in this new Ghostbusters, which he did not in the the last one, which I did kind of like. Azul showed up though. Yeah, uh, I mean you can't get Azul. you can't get everybody at the same. You know, you already had yeah. got your Bill Murray's. You got you know everybody else came back, so you got to save somebody for the the sequel to the sequel. Yeah, I guess so. I, I I probably will check it out. I might not see that one in theaters, but it definitely looks like it'd be fun, especially for kids. And it's cool to see the Ghostbusters kind of still live on. But uh, I'm 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 I haven't seen a movie in a little while. I want to see the new Scorsese, but mm. I don't know if I can do. I'm I'm hitting the age. I don't know. Thirty two might be it. Where I'm just too old to sit in a theater for three hours. I watched finally watched John Wick four mm. at home, and I loved it. But I got to to pause every you know hour 
because <laughs> it's almost a three hour movie. I got to pause, get a, you know, get some water, go to the wash. It's like see I, it sitting in a theater. I, I, I'm not the kind of person that, that leaves. I have to see every part of this movie or else. No, like, I, I'm, I'm the same way. Like 10 years ago, I, I would have been the first person at the theater. The only way you can get me into like a three plus hour movie now, I feel like it would have to be like a Marvel movie or like a Tarantino movie, but like no offense to Scorsese, but yeah, I can wait till this is on streaming, which will probably be yeah. streaming like in a week or so. Um, and then another thing is like my local movie theater just shut down, which is literally like I could throw a stone and walk to this theater. And now uh, it's like I have to travel a little bit just to go to a different theater. It's like, do I want to do that just to watch three and a half movie that I might like fall asleep at? Like, I, I don't know. I, I can wait, I think, another week or so before it's on streaming. Yeah, I love Scorsese and I love Leo DiCap. I mean, two goats, right? And and Brendan Fraser. But it just looks like three hours of being depressed, which like, yeah. hey, cool, I'll watch it. I'm sure it's amazing. It might win Oscars, but I'll wait maybe to be sat at home, but it does, it does still have my interest. And my boy, Charlie Crockett d- doing a, a song on the soundtrack. Yeah. As well. So definitely interested in, in seeing it uh, on the topic of uh, things you're watching. You said the gargoyles uh, live action um, yep. is, is somewhat actually coming into like a reality, which is insane for us nineties uh, kids. But um, what's the deal with, <laughs> what's the deal with Robert Downey Jr. Joining back as Iron Man. Is that, is there merit to that? You think? I mean, it's, it's very similar Marvel. You can compare it to like WWE or wrestling in general, right? Where it's like, you might need a shot in the arm. It might need to bring people from the past to kind of like, you know, get people to, to give them to the rub into it. Exactly. So Robert Downey Jr. Could be like the John Cena or the undertaker, I guess you can say, where it's like, all right, we'll bring him in. He might not be full time, but he'll come in for like a scene or two or maybe a movie. Um, yeah, I believe it. Honestly, with everything going on in Marvel, they definitely need to bring some people back. If, if it's like one movie or so, like it doesn't have to be like permanently, but just to kind of like, help marvel out a little bit because they are in a little bit of a slump like the marvel's supposed to come out this week and i don't really hear anybody oh, talking about it no. the, the box office projections are really bad and i like ms marvel i did but the captain marvel stench from the first movie is still there and just marvel in general has been kind of on the low since like secret invasion was pr- pretty much a flop loki's been good but not many people are talking about it mc uh, outside of mcu later shout out to a uh, rich fan and wh for that one but um yeah they, they definitely could help with a uh, Robert Downey Jr. possibly coming in or uh, you know bring back to Spider-Man that always works Toby Maguire Toby Maguire you could bring Jackman, in Jackman Secret Wars that's what I'm I'm reading too it's like, it is like wrestling there's dirt sheets now for Marvel movies like Oh yeah I'm sure there's always I'm, been, been dirt I'm behind sheets. I definitely felt like like the the Marvel's Endgame and all those big huge Marvel meetup movies was like WrestleMania 17 is what, what we were kind of talking about is like it peaked and then they still kept trying to do more. I mean, I, I definitely have not, I've watched obviously Spider-Man no way home, but I'm definitely like behind on, on all the TV shows. Um, and, and most of the movies, I haven't even seen guardians three yet, which I see now is on Disney plus. So I do have to check that out. But, uh, yeah, I, I I've been I've just been watching like weird movies. Yesterday, I randomly am like I just feel like watching Drive with Ryan Gosling. Mm, I think because Ken because Ken was still fresh in my brain from Halloween. Like everyone dressing up as Ryan Gosling's Ken for Halloween was like, yeah, man, he was the real he had real Ken energy in Drive, and that movie still holds up. It's like one of my all time favorites. But uh, that's what I did the other day um, as my girlfriend's marathoning Harry Potter's, which I've actually <laughs> never seen. I've only seen up to four, so. Uh, maybe maybe one day I'll catch up. But I know so, she's on five now. So talk about Harry Potter brought up a, a good uh, thought in my head because I was talking to one of my coworkers about this. So there's like a Broadway play based on like the next chapter of Harry Potter and they want to like possibly make that into yeah, a movie. Yeah. So how do you feel about like musicals that were based like on movies becoming movies again? Because that's what happened with Mean Girls. Mean Girls had a stage play based yeah. on the original movie that made it to a musical and now they're making a movie 
based on the musical, based mean on girls the movie. The musical. Yeah. yeah, which according to Davey Portman has happened before. It happened with Hairspray, uh, which I wasn't aware of was a movie before the, 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 the play came out. But yeah, okay. that's an interesting thing to, to make a movie based on a musical based on a movie. It's, it's kind of like... Uh, yeah, let, I just want a Xanadu remake uh for all you uh real musical theater people there you go i just showed i got some i got some skill but please like, never again make a lay Miz movie ever like brayden how, how would you feel if they made like a movie based on the back to the future musical that's based I mean, on the movie well you say that look the the beetlejuice 2 that's the trailer must be coming out in the in next few months i imagine the movie comes out around halloween the plot is based on the musical that oh, i saw okay. last year when we went and did our new york event uh, I took my girlfriend to see Beetlejuice, uh, the musical. And don't worry, I know what some of you are thinking. We didn't vape in the theater. <laughs> if you've seen that in the news about the the, the politician lady. That uh, wasn't you? That was not me. <laughs> uh, I was not involved in that. Uh, however, Beetlejuice, the musical, was pretty funny. And then it came out that they're making a movie. And when I read like what the movie's based on, it's pretty much like the identical plot of the musical so it, it might not necessarily be a musical but it's definitely based on some of the creative that was put into that so yeah um I, back to the future of the musical though i don't know if that needs to be a movie uh I'm trying to think of like spider-man out of the what was it into the dark into the dark the, the movie <laughs> yeah, yeah make that a movie so, sometimes it works in their favors like i know for i don't know if it was aladdin or lion king but there was like a remake of the movie that used music or a song from the musical so they like use elements of the musical to kind of like make the movie better if that makes any sense so yeah who knows but i you saw the back to the future musical right is there actually no like, no oh, Davey did. no no i didn't i didn't see it uh, i didn't see any when i was in london i'm seeing some people in the chat surin says he saw the cursed child play in london and he says it doesn't need to be a movie. Like, it was good, but it doesn't need to be. Um, Randy in the chat, shout out Randy, says Marvel needs to hurry up with their secret wars. And that he's watched Walk Hard and The Kingsman three times in the last month. That's, wow. I mean, Walk Hard is pretty funny. Uh, oh, yeah. Specifically the, the you don't want none of this shit joke uh, that I showed, <laughs> showed Davey a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, and then Jake now saying he's seen Wicked. Witches of Oz in Chicago. They're wow. making that into a movie as well. They're making a, a Wicked movie. So that's another movie that's based on a musical that's coming out. I think it's supposed to come out this year, but I'm sure the strike probably messed everything up. But that should be out in the next year or so. Yeah. Well, uh, we do have uh, some movie reviews uh, coming in our near future. For you Halloween heads who maybe haven't listened yet, we did. Davey and I did our review, our yearly Halloween reviews of Halloween 6 featuring the Man in Black and Paul Rudd. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, search poisonrana.ca for the links to everything that me and Davey do, including our weekly Poison Rana podcast, where on Sunday we chatted about everything going on in WWE with the uh, Crown Royal show, as I kept calling it, <laughs> uh, the Crown Jewel show. We talk about that. We talk about uh, Big Show's knees. Uh, then every Thursday on Poison Rana feed, we got you, See No Evil, doing 15 minutes or less talking about shot in the dark where you cover all the wrestling that maybe some people don't watch necessarily. What is, what is, uh, cause you know, you have level up. What's, uh, what's really floating your boat in uh, 15 seconds or less here. So, you know, what, uh, what's, what's going on in the, the wrestling that no one else watches. Oh, you know what's floating my boat? Because you 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 watched the same show that I watched this past weekend. And okay. can you explain to the world who Goldie Collins is? Uh, I would love to explain to the world. Everyone should watch uh, Women of Wrestling from this past week, featuring my new favorite superstar and best gimmick of 2023 so far, Goldie Collins. So Women of Wrestling, it's like glow. They got like some out of the 
out of the box characters, if you will. And uh, they've got like what, like 80s uh, gym like instructors. Yeah, aerobics. Cheerleader. You got your voodoo woman. Yeah, we got it all over like boxers. We've got like all sorts of different things. But now we've gotten to this this woman's character who she's a professional like dog trainer. So she's like the gold standard and she's, her name is Goldie Collins. So they took two different dog names and they put it together and she's got a dog and her vignette before her, her debut match was so funny where it's like best in show and her dog's doing tricks. It's like the Westminster dog show and, and everything. And it's full of dog puns. Uh, unfortunately she lost her match, which I think was a mistake because her finisher should be the bulldog. Mm, just so many, so many different names for things they could do. But what did my you favorite part was when she was yelling at her opponent. I think it was Candy Crush, and she's like, "Roll over, roll over, stay <laughs> down." So, for anybody watching a video, I, I specifically learned how to screen share just so I can put up this picture of Goldie, Goldie Collins and Alexander the Great. I think was the name of her. That's dog. her dog's name, oh Alexander the Great. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, as you can see, Goldie Collins in her full glory. So, if people aren't aware, a lot of these women, like half of the roster of women wrestling, is actresses, and the other half is actually like indie wrestlers or wrestlers or whatever. So, this is one of the actresses, and you can tell like they know how to act. They can actually get into the role and get into the zone and everything. So, I give props to her. People like her, Coach Campanelli is another one that really gets into like their character and gimmick so uh, if this is what it takes to to get into the wrestling world i mean they're learning how to wrestle at the same time so it's kind of a a cool concept i think women of wrestling has been the last couple of years uh, or i mean yeah time, really i usually i usually message you when i'm watching wow and i'm like hey like what do you know about this wrestler that's new to me and and this one both of us kind of doing some digging online just turns out she's like some actress that's somewhat learned how to wrestle like watching her first yeah. ever match on tv was uh, like I, I thought she looked fine. Surin in the chat says she looks like Starlight from the Boys, which I, is exactly yes, what I thought when I, I first saw her outfit. Yeah. So now I just want her to go to WWE so she can team up with Cody Rhodes and just do the entire boys <laughs> in WWE. Highlander, Starlight. Yeah, I'm sure they're walking around Toronto right now. Who, who, Although they're not filming yet. Who would play the deep? That seems like a like a like a Fandango. Looks like he would play the deep. Fandango. I don't know why he kind of resembles Tyler Breeze. Him a little bit. Tyler Breeze, another one. Yeah. Yeah, I think Davey would make a good the deep. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Uh, but yeah, everyone go check out Goldie Collins because she she definitely was just I was laughing and uh it's I, I hope it gets even more ridiculous with like the dog puns and, and everything. So oh, there's there there's more characters coming through. I got a little sneak peek of uh, oh, yeah? some of the characters uh that are coming in. There's uh so you're familiar with the discipline disciplinarian. Oh there's yeah, somebody who's replacing her called the class master. And I'm like, who's the class master? And I look her up as an indie wrestler. I think her name is Lois Green. And her gimmick in the indies is butt. Like, literally, B-U-T-T. That's her gimmick is butt. Like, she talks like, about butts. She shows her butts. Every oh. wrestling move is about butt. Like, everything is butt. So I'm not sure if the butt gimmick is going to work with the class master unless she's going to become the ass master. I don't I don't know. But <laughs> that's her gimmick. Her gimmick is butt. So um, we'll see what this happens. There's a, a new tag team coming out called Sugar and Spice, which basically looks like the Spice, uh, not Spice Girls, the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, so, yeah, uh, yeah. That yeah, should yeah. be fun. That should be fun. Um, Yeah. I like the wrestling. Surfer Girls. Uh, yes. I like the Surfer Girls. Uh, my favorite is BK Rhythm, who now has uh, shout out Vince, uh, who sent me that video of BK shouting me out. So I love me some BK Rhythm, who has absolutely no bars whatsoever. And I 
I think that's the character. I think, I'm so. not I think she thinks she's a good rapper. Well, it's funny because I, I I follow her on Instagram. And I follow like her her indie gimmick, which is called Killer yeah. Kate, and Killa I Kate. follow her her wow gimmick, which is BK Rhythm. And Killer Kate is like not a rapper, but she's definitely like into the hip hop scene. You the can scene. tell like the, the way she st- uh, talks and dresses. But like Woman of Wrestling just totally like made her into a rapper, which I don't think is what she uh, was planning on doing. But right. she's she's having fun with it. You're getting um Holiday from Woman of Wrestling is going to be at uh the Man Lucha there in the next couple weeks or so. And what about Tormenta? Is that a different Tormenta? It is. So I, it's when it comes to, as everybody knows, when it comes to Luchadors, is you know, 100 Mysticos and Drillisticos and all that. But I was doing a little bit of digging. I'm like, because, you know, I obviously work with Cage Match, so I have to, like, update things. And I'm like, Tormenta. And I'm like, this is not, you know, Chic Tormenta that's in Women of Wrestling, but Dulce Tormenta, which is a, a, a different wrestler. So it's, yeah, so you're not going to get the, the the same Tormenta. But um, you know who I'm getting in House of Glory? I'm getting Gringo Loco. I found out last Ooh. night he's coming here for the first time uh, for House of Glory. So that, that show is stacked, man. We got Grizzled Young Veterans taking on the main event, which is like my favorite tag team now. Yeah. We got Speedball versus Swerve. Mike Santana versus Cardona. Like, this House is all on one card? On one card. And this is going head-to-head. Uh, against SmackDown, which is going to be in Brooklyn. So it's literally Brooklyn versus Queens. It's, it's gonna be, it should be a fun night, but I think I might have to choose uh, House of Glory that night. Frank oh, already yeah. made his, his decision. He's going with uh, Titan Sports, but I think I might have to go with um with Old House of Glory just to see Speedball versus Swerve. Once I said Gringo was there and Grizzle Young Vets, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to this show. Yeah, you've been uh, you've been going to a lot of these House of Glory shows, and like they they look awesome. And when me and Davey were away in Toronto, House of Glory guys came up here to do a cross-promoted show with our favorites, Demand Lucha, but we were away and we were yeah. so bummed out. So I hopefully they get to do another like cross promotion thing because you you send me photos and and tell me that House of Glory put on just like an amazing show and look at this lineup like that's that's crazy like yeah. with some of the the talent in there right now. So all like all the indie gods going right now, including Gringo being added. Like yeah, that's a stacked show and definitely would be checking that out if I was in the uh, New York area. Same with the the AEW pay per view in a little while, like by the end of the year, right? Dude, there's some. World I was thing. looking at my calendar in December. There are so many shows that I want to or planning on going to in like the New York tri-state area. Like you have Deadline, which is going to be in Connecticut. You got World's End in Long Island. You got SmackDown in Brooklyn. You got the the annual WWE MSG show. You got uh, MLW has a show here. You have uh, GCW has a show here. There's literally like. 10 shows in like wow. the New York area in the next month. And uh, I don't think I'll be, if I'll be able to go to all of them, I actually have to make a list here <laughs> and see which one I'm going to. Um, but yeah, house of glory, obviously, but yeah, AW in long Island, that should be a, a good show to end the year. But um, yeah, you know, we always say Chicago gets everything, but New York gets pretty spoiled too. So does Toronto. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at uh, flights to Tokyo for January 4th and they're not cheap. So I'll have to do that trip again another time. But I was like, damn, this card looks good. I can't I I gotta spend all that money to see David Finley on the fucking hype. <laughs> so hyped need to go see him. Uh yes, yeah, so everyone check out Shot in the Dark on the Poison Rana feed. And hey, if you like free podcasts, uh next week or this week rather, this Friday, the second episode of Eagles Don't Hunt Flies, featuring Martin Bushby, Brandon from New Jersey, and Dickie Bird. And each month they're going to do one of these shows covering the career and life of John Moxley. And this week they look at the infamous Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar feud slash WrestleMania moment. If you want to call it that, I wouldn't uh, I hate that match, but they're going to talk all about it, which will make for a very, very fun podcast. So search that on Poison Rana later this week on Friday. And I think I'm recording a detox next week with, with Jordan. So lots and lots of free shows, but if you like 
listening to me and Davey do lots of shows, you might be interested in this review coming out this week. Of course, our world champ patrons, our family member patrons on the uh, on the Poison Rana Patreon, they pick some weird things for us to review. I don't know, A, if I'm even surprised that we haven't done this yet, or B, that it's taken this long for someone to pick super bad from 2007. That's right. Jonah Hill, Michael Sarah, the gang, we're all going to chat all about it. And I want your feedback. I want your embarrassing high school stories in the feedback. Join the Poison Rana Facebook page to, to find the post there or on Patreon. And me and Davey are recording this on Friday. So uh, I'll try to think of some some embarrassing high school stories in my, in, my, in my cranium there that I've got buried away, some skeletons in my closet. And maybe we will... Uh, talk about the the fun awkwardness of high school and parties and cops. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to this review of Superbad. It should be a, a fun review. But that review, plus tons of other ones over on our Patreon, it's only five bucks. Our whole schedule is out for this month, and it's pretty crazy. We're going to be looking at a retro Survivor series. We're going to be looking at best match ever, Kyrie Sane with Karen Peterson. Ooh. We're going to be doing some crazy shows this week. So follow the socials at Poison Rana Pod on Twitter to see. We posted the schedule there. Same with the Facebook group, but lots and lots of shows. Just a little to wet your whistle there. But yes, uh, thank you for listening to us. We've chatted a bunch, but I think now we can talk about some NXT, Mr. Sino, because there's some big news going on. As the uh, NXT post show here up next, we got to start off with some of the big news of of NXT changing locations on us because it is official next year the CW network will be the exclusive broadcast home to WWE NXT with a what five year deal beginning October 2024 so just next October, a year from now, they will be airing on the CW network for five years. Now, I know we were just talking about women of wrestling. Wow. Is, is WoW not on the CW? That's what I thought. I think it depends because CW is like one of those channels where every state or wherever you are could air different things like in syndication. So it used to air women of wrestling in New York. I know Frank could back that back me up on that, but it's not currently. Okay. Um, but I'm sure in the past it has for sure. Um, but WWE, I mean, SmackDown was on originally was on UPN, which is channel nine here in New York. And then they got bought out by the CW. So they ended up switching to the CW and um, they stopped as the last time they had ever had wrestling, as far as I know, besides women wrestling. But yeah, now uh, the initials on the contract say, and no, <laughs> not NWA. NXT, no, but uh, who knows what's going on with that? Maybe we'll get an NXT versus NWA uh, takeover show. Ooh, I don't know about that. I think NWA is not going to the CW. I think that was all. Maybe when the whoever thought of the the dirt sheets of NWA was going to the CW, they're interested. They just got the letters confused. The letters mixed uh, up because I don't know. they were doing a little. No, uh, I I think that this is so funny and definitely like the the way wrestling social media and wrestling Twitter works is like a murmur happens, a dirt sheet happens, and then like later in the day, it's like actually I heard this actually this and then right away officially cw and wwe kind of squashing everything saying oh this is true 
and this is happening next October. So yeah, I've, I've noticed that a lot lately. Like rumors will come up, and then something will come up and just squash it. Like I know when Kyrie debuted, there was already rumblings of, oh, they're mm-hmm. going to um, they're going to bring back Saray, and then she ended up signing with the the New York City uh, Joshi company like the same day. And then they were like, well, they might bring in Julia. Then they're like, well, no, she's still in the contract. Like she can't do anything. So it's like these rumors like tend to get like debunked or something else happens like within 24 hours now, which I think is pretty, pretty good before that rumor just explodes onto the Internet. I mean, like for for me, I'm in I'm in Canada and we that doesn't affect us. I assume WWE and NXT kind of stay with the whole sports net thing. I personally am not a fan of the way WWE is set up for fans in Canada because what if I don't want to spend all this money on these sports packages just to watch wrestling? It's definitely not worth it. So I definitely watch wrestling in other ways. Uh, hopefully, uh, the way things are looking. But God bless the internet. You know what I mean? But pretty, pretty, still pretty crazy. That yeah, uh, the CW. I, like I mean, the one thing I'll nothing. say for sure is like similar to how when SmackDown's on Fox and they get more viewers in USA because they're on standard like satellite TV. Like Channel Eleven is a channel that everybody gets. So I think definitely you're gonna get more viewers. And then I think you're going to get like very similar demographic. Now, I was told that like the CW has changed in the last couple of years. But what I remember the CW was all like those shows. Seven like Riverdale, Seven Heaven, Arrow, Flash and all that Smallville. So I feel like that type of like audience can pretty much like accept NXT because pretty much, you know, pretty people in their mid 20s going through drama. It's pretty much like the same idea. Right now, yeah, I've been yeah. told that CW has kind of changed what it's how it's been presenting itself the last couple of years. It's more like sports oriented. I know they're like, they're trying to get NASCAR on their channel. They're doing things with other sports. So um, they're definitely like changing it, but I think it's, it's, it's a good move for NXT to, to be on a more uh, team friendly channel as a CW. And you obviously get more eyes on it. Somebody, I know a lot of people that still like, just go through like the regular channels, two, four, five, seven, nine, and 11 and see what's, what's on that night. So they might be on a Tuesday night, be like, Oh, I don't feel like watching America's got talent tonight. I'm just going to channel 11. Oh, what's this? What's chase you, you know, and they next thing you know, they're, they're hooked on a new show. Yeah, it is very similar. Like week by week watching NXT, I'm like, oh, this is Degrassi. Like this feels like Degrassi high mixed with wrestling. And even if certain characters and wrestlers aren't actually like that young, they're treated as if they're like in, in high school in developmental kind of thing. So it, in a weird way, it does kind of fit. Look at Smallville and Arrow and like all these shows, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Seventh Heaven or 90210. It's all kind of like younger, like demographic and geared towards it. So yeah, it definitely does. I'm sure none of these shows air on CW. Anymore. Not anymore. That's something I, I used to watch them. Like I was big into the whole Arrowverse and Flash and all that, but then they started making more spinoffs. You had Legends of Tomorrow, you had oh, Superman yeah. and Lois, and I, I couldn't keep track of everything. So I told myself as soon as Arrow ends, I'm done. Like I didn't even finish Flash. Like I was pretty much done with the whole, the whole Arrow verse but um yeah maybe now that steven amell is done with cw and he's done with heels maybe he'll return back to the cw <laughs> and join nxt yeah i don't know about that but uh <laughs> maybe i know there was the the live golf was airing on the cw yeah. so i mean uh you could uh get some crossover there for sure <laughs> that's what Just, we need at nxt is a, is a golf gimmick right i mean we're, oh yeah we're, yeah they can always bring back uh dolph ziggler as uh, the caddy the caddy yeah. that's right yeah kerwin white never forget uh, Kerwin White, though, has been busy working on that, uh, the Claw movie, which I'm yeah. definitely excited about. That looks amazing. And those yeah. those actors are saying they want to get into wrestling now. Who's 
who's made the call first? That, that clearly someone's had to have called them since that's come out. That well, we were talking about actors. this yesterday, but like a lot of obviously MJF is in it, but a lot of the wrestlers that are being used in the movie to play characters like Terry yeah. Gordy and Michael Hayes are actually people from NWA, which is kind of ironic because those type of gimmicks and characters are very similar to the Iron Claw Von Eric era. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense. But yeah, you're saying that some of the the actors, what Zach Efron wants to wrestle at WrestleMania? What's going on? Zach Efron, uh, yeah, Jeremy Allen, Jeremy Allen White, right? What's his yeah. Name? Jeremy so. Allen White, man, he's he's incredible in the. I band. wouldn't be surprised because when when the wrestler came out, that was the last big like wrestling move, like Hollywood movie. Yeah. They brought him in for WrestleMania, so who knows? Maybe WWE want to work with them and, and promote them. I mean, it comes out in December, but you would think WrestleMania season they might want to do something and, and bring in some of the. If, if the movie does really well and it starts going into like Oscar contention, then yeah, they're yeah. definitely going to bring him in for WrestleMania. Yeah, I, unfortunately, not with MJF from AEW, which it would make more sense to do it with. AW I know it's it's similar um, to like when they were promoting Peacock and they couldn't say hey Samoa Joe's in it because he's on the other yeah it's, it's kind of but but then you have AEW Dynamite promoting Wipeout with John Cena so it's really weird how you know you got these different people on other networks and you can't really talk about them but yeah. you can it's tricky well the CW is going to be the new home WWE is going to have their their paw prints on everything in the next year because like Smackdown being on USA whatever happens to Raw if they stay on USA I would imagine they do but like there is I, Toxic could not be. Honestly, now, like, I, people might not want this, but I wouldn't be opposed to it being on streaming. Only so WWE kind of has all its bases covered. You have your channel 11. You got your, your your basic satellite channel for NXT. You got your cable channel, USA Network. Throw something on for streaming. You know, some people mm-hmm. only like to watch things on streaming. They might not have cable. They might not have TV access. So they might only watch Amazon Prime or Disney Plus. So why not give them a show that's on one of these streaming services and fill out that? I mean, it's, it's going to give them. It's going to hurt them in the beginning. Obviously, you're going to lose a lot of a lot of viewers. But in the long run, if this is the future of streaming, it might be to their benefit. Yeah, I mean, it's a smart move for the CW. Like wrestling fans, you know, a, a lot of other shows. I, I work in TV. I, I do have a look at different ratings and things like that. And uh, TV isn't doing that that well when it comes to some shows that aren't as popular. Like certain shows that have huge budgets that do like 2 million views an episode get canceled because they're like, it's not worth putting in the money. Whereas if you pay these like wrestling, you know, there's always going to be an audience, whether it's between like 600,000 people watching to like over a million every week. So like it beats out a lot of other shows because it it's live content and that, that like will never go away or make TV totally completely disappear. So uh, it is pretty smart for the CW to pick it up. And I guarantee it'll like, do better than most of their shows when this does air next year. So there's, there's still a lot of time for, for us to stay on the USA network, which uh, they get smacked down. So it, it, it's definitely smarter to like give your, your show out to like an outside house streaming service. Like look what happened with, I know you guys were talking about it recently on, on Sunday with the wrestler show. I haven't checked it out on Netflix, but a lot of people are talking about this wrestler show, right? When Lucha Underground was on Netflix, people were talking about that. Mm-hmm. So let's just say hypothetically speaking, Tony Khan, was, hey, Netflix or Hulu, whatever, here's Ring of Honor. Here's a show every week, whatever. I guarantee more people are going to watch this show and talk about this show being on a Netflix than a Honor Club because you're going to catch those, you know, because people that are going to get Honor Club are people that are watching Ring of Honor regardless, right? You're wrestling fans. But somebody who might not be, you know, into wrestling might, like, flip through the streaming service and they might see Ring of Honor. They might see, uh, I don't know, who's this Samoa Joe guy that's fighting? Like, I might want to check it out. So I feel like by giving your 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 shows to, like, outside party streaming services is definitely better than keeping it in-house than, like, a yeah. WWE network or a, uh, a Honor Club. 
No, that's a totally smart idea. And and Jake in the chat saying, what about raw on Amazon prime? Which, yeah, for sure. Like, like people like, like you, if you have Amazon prime, you can watch like live news and stuff and sports and stuff. So that that's not too far off. Like the, having the WWE network stream raw is definitely like potentially in the future with Peacock or whatever. So my, I, I, if people don't know, I live with my brother and he's not really like tech savvy. So every week he's like trying to like have me help him like watch where the football game is playing this week. Cause one week it'll be on, <laughs> on Peacock. Then it will be on Amazon prime. So I'm over here, like trying to set him up for free trials to do this and that. So if people are going out of their way to watch football, to sign up for a service they never had before. They're definitely going to do it for Monday night raw. If you yeah. find out, Hey, you want to watch this? You want to watch Seth Rollins versus CM Punk next week on Raw? Guess what? Sign up for Amazon Prime. You know, like they're gonna get people to sign up like crazy. Yeah, they will, and maybe maybe it works out for them. But I think moving to the CW is definitely a, a smart move for for all. Kind of spreading the net of even more, letting it be in more households of people that still use classic TV. It'll never die, hopefully, because that's how I make my living a little bit uh well now we can talk about some nxt from this week the actual show yes there is still 11 months left of nxt on the usa network and damn it we're gonna make them count here as we kick off some nxt review from november 7th 2023 from the performance center the nxt arena here we start off with a little recap of halloween havoc both nights, including last week, the main event of Mello and Dragonov 3 with Trick coming out. Uh, what were some quick thoughts of uh, both nights of Halloween Havoc there, Sina? I enjoyed them. I, I, I like how they split up with, with two weeks and you had your two sets of hosts with, with Shotzi and Scarlet. Then you brought back uh, you know the Witches the following week. Um, All the matches are good. I think week one, I think, was definitely stronger than, than week two was. Um, but I, I enjoyed all, all the matches. I think it was it was a pretty good showing from high. I liked it better when it was like on the, the network, like when it was actually an actual special, Pay-per-view. opposed to just a regular episode of NXT, but it still did well. Yeah, I, I, I liked having it split into two weeks, and there was definitely some highs and lows from both. But the, the match last week with Melo and Dragunov definitely was, was a great. highlight. We start off here with somewhat of a title match, meaning the NXT Heritage Cup being put on the line in a British rounds rules match my favorite <laughs> noam dar the heritage cup champion defending against tazawa i i wrote down akira tazawa but i'm gonna go by his wwe main roster uh name because there's a few people that showed up on the show that i'm like oh yeah they just have one name now no he goes by akira tozawa oh really maybe, maybe on his on his titan tron it might just show tozawa but he he definitely goes by okay. akira as far as um, i know he's never lost his name luckily so you shouldn't have said that because now, <laughs> now, now he will lose it. <laughs> uh well the, akira tozawa is not alone because he is with his gang what alpha academy alpha academy we got chad gable uh making his uh return to nxt yeah. here we got otis he's someone's return who, Definitely lost his name. I can't even remember oh, yeah. his last name. Otis. Dodovich? Dodovich? Dojovich? Yeah. Do- the Dozer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, and Maxine Dupree, who was also here in NXT for a cup of coffee. Quick, Braden, what was her name in NXT? Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. No, I have no idea. I Honestly, I forgot as well, and I had to look it up. It was Sophia Cromwell. She was in a whole storyline oh. with Juan Wagner and Mr. Stone. I was going to say, it was, with Wagner. Yeah, yeah it, with Wagner. It, didn't, yeah. it didn't last long. She never even had a match at NXT. Yeah. She went like right to the main roster with the Maximum Male Models. But yeah, she was there for a, wow. a cup of coffee as Sophia Cromwell. Well, I, I can tell you that uh, Chad Gable, when he was uh, ready, willing, and Gable back in his NXT days, I loved him in 
not not Alpha Academy. What American were they Alpha. American Alpha. That yeah, was the last time he was at NXT was when he was part of that tag team. That shows how long it's wow. been here. Well, thank you. I, I love what he's become in some of his wrestling. Get, finally, get like getting some flowers on Gable because right away when he showed up on NXT all those years ago, he was someone who got got so much attention and his matches always delivered too. But he's got some he's got some charisma. I love his shoosh stuff, but I also love the metaphor and their entrance because one of the best entrances going in wrestling with the lights going up and the tubes, Powerpuff Girls esque, I'd say. Uh, so this match starts off Noam Dar and Akira Tozawa one-on-one, uh, Tozawa gets distracted by the, the cup early on here as he's like trying to get Noam Dar down. Eventually there's a superplex, but when, uh, they hit the mat, the first round ends. So they both go to their corners as Noam Dar's got his what space, space jam, juice water bottle I, I was trying to read it it said like noam secret sauce or something the, the the funniest part about this is when the round ended like uh metaphor started getting to alpha academy's face like just started like yelling at each other while noam's in a corner just screaming help help yeah, he just, please, please. <laughs> to give him water they're just they're too preoccupied but yeah he's, yeah, he's doing his best rocky sauce. Yes, he does his like Rocky impressions like, ah, uh, so as round two starts off here, it's Tazawa who um, is going trying to get Noam who keeps escaping him here. But when Tazawa tries to hit him with a German, it's actually Noam who counters it and rolls him up for a one, two, three. And as the ref counts the the like the, the round for Noam, Noam pretends he didn't know and cheap shots to Zawa with a rolling elbow and the ref is like ah come on I'm gonna DQ you if you do something like that again so uh, it's one zero for Dar here as we go into round three as we're in picture in picture Dar is in control uh, as we come back the bell rings for round three and um, it it's like a, a no contest here so uh, no- Noam Dar is not letting go of this triangle but eventually uh, the ref gets him off as round four starts, Tazawa then hits these series of topes to the outside onto Dar and onto Mensa. Uh, however, when he picks up Dar, Dar shoves him and goes to roundhouse kick him in the head. But Tazawa ducks, so Dar roundhouse kicks the post. I always love this spot. Starts selling the ankle injury, is rolled into the ring and put into the ankle lock. And Dar taps out. So it is now 1-1 with one round left to go here as... Uh, the round starts with Dar running at Tazawa and gets caught with this huge backdrop suplex for a near fall here. Eventually, Dar counters Tazawa with his rolling back elbow and then uh, gets a near fall. But when Tazawa sets him up and cl- pushes him down and climbs up top, goes for his back senton but misses it. There's some distraction from Lash Legend who kind of gets in the face of Tazawa and the ref, which allows... Noam Dar to hit the Nova Roller and picks up the win and retains his Heritage Cup championship as he's kissing it and celebrating. And uh, after the match, Mensa gets in his face. So Maxine slaps him. And then there's a huge German suplex by Gable on Mensa. And then a splash by Chris Farley. I mean, Otis, for uh, <laughs> for everyone to be sent home happy, even though Tazawa didn't get the win. But what did you think of this match? It was okay. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of like the Heritage Cup British round style matches, but I was a bigger fan of them when they were on NXT UK because there was no breaks there. It literally just strolled the entire match. The problem when you start doing it on TV is like 
some of the entire rounds will be in picture in picture. That's what happened here, round three, the yeah. entire thing. And I, I'm the type of person, if it's picture in picture, I'm not going to watch it. I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to go get a drink. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to do something because I'm not going to like squint and try to watch. If it's in picture in picture, that tells me it's not that important, right? So mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch the match. So by doing that, you're missing most of the match. Um, there were some spots that were dumb. Like, I don't like, I know Tozawa is like a comedy gimmick, but for him to be like visually distracted by the cup and that like, lens to a fall was kind of dumb i do like the spot where where he hit the the ring post and he gave up in the ankle the ankle lock because of that that made sense um some funny things on commentary is always here but I, my, the funniest bit was when uh i think it was vic was saying how tozawa was going for his 18th championship when i think like 16 of those were the 24 7 title and maybe one was the cruiserweight title i just thought that was kind of funny um but yeah i've been seeing a lot of tozawa on tv lately but good for him but the match was okay it wasn't nothing nothing too great but a lot of the, when you try to mix the comedy bits with the Heritage Cup, I understand that's Noan Dar's character is comedy right now, but when you have two comedy characters kind of going at each other and you're doing a lot of comedy spots, it kind of doesn't really work for me. So because of that, the match was okay for me. Yeah, everyone in this is kind of the geeks. Like, we got both teams of of geeks. Even though, like, I like that Tazawa is finally getting some shine on t- television. Like, following this guy on so many other companies before getting to WWE is pretty, it's pretty cool to see him here and... Uh, having that spot i know he's got his match with nakamura next monday right so no it, it, it just happened this past oh, sorry monday. it just happened it, it's yeah, funny because we actually brought up like it was the first time they ever had a match together which is crazy wow. but i guess it makes sense because tozawa was always like in dragon gate um it's yeah. otis versus nakamura sorry on yes next monday, otis versus yeah. nakamura yeah I, yeah um, I, I like i like this match but i'm not a huge fan of the the rounds matches i think i think i'll say this every time i watch one of these rounds matches i would have liked it more if it was just a a regular singles match and that's definitely how i felt out of this there was some cool stuff some cool submissions triangles the ankle locks and the, the nova roller always looks cool but uh yeah uh definitely could have just used the normal singles match but i, I will say this much and, and i'm pretty much i'll say this later on in the show as well but wwe and nxt specifically but you can see the main roster as well has really been like killing it with like these factions and groups like you know you got your alpha academy crazy mm-hmm. over with the crowd LWO, crazy over with the crowd, chase you, bloodline, like you can go on and on, right? Judgment Day. And like to come to think, just a couple years ago, this company did not want anything to do with stables. No, like no groups whatsoever. Yeah, Maybe yeah. barely any tag teams. Now it's like almost everybody's in a group. It's like New Japan level, like. But what I like is how every group has its own identity and they're all popular in its own way. You can't really say this like a group that nobody likes. The last one was probably like, you know, retribution or even like maybe to some extent, um, uh, the dyad, the schism, like that wasn't really like too well liked, right? But now it's like they're all like pretty much hitting out at the, out the park. Like Alpha Academy just was already popular, but then they added Maxine and I added Tozawa, and they're all doing this dance together, and they're doing like these these TikTok videos and all that. Like these, I have to give it up to WWE; they're really doing a great job um, with their their groups, and that's one thing like they have better than AEW because AEW they te- tend to fumble their groups up, they switch things up, they kick it's numbers weird. out, well, they rename well, their groups. Like I don't yeah. know, it's weird. Honestly, when AEW started, that's that's that when WWE card, started yeah. doing it. W- WWE started doing it again after like a yeah, year of AEW. 100%. It was very adamant. They were like, oh, wait, we, we should just go back to doing that. We'll sell way more merch of LWO than just singular people. It yeah, definitely your, your War Games matches, your Survivor Series matches yeah. actually make sense now. You have groups. It's like people can support not just a wrestler because people out there like me and you, like we have wrestlers that we always support, but when like there's a group of them. It's easier to have merch and chants and like, I don't know. It, it feels like you're supporting like your team almost or something. So yeah, factions and sables and teams and wrestling should never, ever go away. And I'm very happy WWE has brought that back. You you see like all the different crews and it gives some purpose for some people that like, what was Tazawa doing before this? You know, like what was Duke Hudson doing before Chase U? Like there's a lot of 
what were these people doing before they had something to do? So it does make a lot of sense. Even your like lower card of Alpha Academy, who we, we will see more of later tonight, possibly. But we get a commercial for Deadline, NXT's next PLE on December 9th from Bridgeport. Are you going? I'm going. I've actually oh, really? been to this arena. Yeah, I'm actually me and Frank are going. Um we went there for Takeover 25. It was the same arena and everything. Oh yeah. So um it's not too far. It's literally like like one train ride away. It's a pretty nice little neighborhood, but I'll Is definitely it go. close to the new the the WWE headquarters like changed their their front office, right, with the new title? I don't think so. I I, I could I could be wrong about it, but this is Bridgeport, Connecticut, which I oh, okay. isn't that close to Stanford, but I, I could be right, wrong. Right. All right. Well, we'll have to get some live feedback it's a, from you It's guys. a 40-minute 40, 40 drive, so not, not too bad. Mm. I don't know if it's worth it just for the yeah. photo, but <laughs> for the new title belt photo <laughs> in front of uh, So deadline, December 9th. We'll have to get your uh, feedback for that show, Sino. Uh, um, we get HBK, our general manager here, has picked some Hall of Famers to select the uh, – what is it? The challenge? What is the – Yeah, so the way that they presented it was like they get to pick who the actual participants in this like qualifying matches are based on their preferences or whatever. So they get to pick the participants and the matches. And, yeah, uh, Mick Foley – I love you, Mick Foley, but it looked like you just woke up out of bed when you did this video. He's like over there with his hair all over the place, and he's like, uh, I'm going to pick Tiffany Stratton versus uh, Fallon Henley. But, yeah, it's a pretty cool gimmick bringing in the legends to to pick the matches. Yeah, remember last year it was awful where yeah. they had them all. Oh in like my god, a I totally forgot about that. Yes, yeah, this, it was this style. Terrible. You know what? I take it back. This style is much better. Having Mick Foley waking up from bed and and give him the matches, I'd rather take that. Yeah, Mick Foley was just like, oh, what? Uh, yeah, I gotta say this. Okay, cool. Uh, love Mick Foley, but Mick Foley says I pick Fallon Henley and Tiffany Stratton. They were supposed to wrestle last week, but obviously didn't happen. So let's raise the stakes on a rematch, and the winner gets added to this. Uh, eliminator match. What is the actual match called again? Iron the Survivor. Iron Survivor Challenge. Yeah, Mick yeah. really, Mick really wanted to see this match last week. <laughs> He's just like, no, fuck it, we're getting it this week. Yeah, he also gets to pick one on the men's side, and he picked. Guy Jack and Tyler Bate. He says that he's watched both of these guys wrestle and was a fan of them even before coming to WWE. So I believe thing, it. Like, I, I'm a fan yeah. of these guys, he says. Yeah. And then says, those are two matches happening tonight and have a nice day. So we will get more of these matches next week. I believe they said Lita. Lita. Yep. Hall of Famer Lita is going to pick uh, the matches for us. After that, we're going to get former NXT general manager. John Bradshaw oh Lakefield. God, you're right, he was, yeah. <laughs> if you listen to What's Next over on the Poison Rana Patreon, you'd know uh, things are heating up uh, with JBL and Triple H and our uh, NXT arrival happening soon. On, on The one show. thing they did say in this video that, that caught my attention was they said how these legends might pick people that you might not expect. So I'm not sure if that means like people that aren't part of NXT yet or haven't seen yet or just people who have been kind of like on level up and not really showcase. But the fact that they threw that line in there makes me feel like they're going to bring in some unfamiliar faces. But if you were, if you were tasked upon doing this, uh, Braden, what, what would your, your Iron Survivor challenge matches be? Hmm. Uh, okay. Well, I'd pick uh, Dijak and Bait. That's pretty good. Those are two, two good ones. I'd pick maybe uh, Axiom and uh, Nathan Frazier. Okay. Possibly those two would have a pretty good match or, or Jensen and uh, oh, we, oh, we got to talk about Jensen. You want to talk about Jensen really quick? What, what, what do we have to talk about Jensen for? Oh, Brooks Jensen. So last right. week, oh, this yeah. match was taped. It was like a dark match that was taped before Halloween Havoc aired. And somehow like the actual like video of this leaked out on YouTube. 
and we find out why this wasn't aired because this is like a new character or gimmick for Brooks where he comes out like as an 80s like was it not a Halloween costume? I don't know if it was or not. So the big story is they let him use Journey. Like what was it? Separate ways? Separate ways, yeah. Separate ways, which is a banger. The the music video the music video for Separate Ways by Journey is hilarious and everyone should watch it. But they let him use this. Again, this was not broadcast on actual TV. So it's not like they like probably had to pay for it yet. But imagine WWE shelling out the big bucks like TK does for for actual songs and Brooks Jensen's get gets to use journey i so, popped huge at this this is the way, amazing the way he made it seem like on social media was this is like an actual thing he's trying to like get like greenlit or whatever so this obviously would mean like the ending of of briggs and, and brooks but this also means like a new character i i doubt they're gonna be able to use journey for brooks jensen no offense to brooks but yeah. let's just say they are that would be huge for him but he's basically doing like a throwback 80s wrestler he has like his fake ribera jacket he has like the hair wh park called him like a spitting image of brad armstrong like in uh in new japan yeah back in the, yeah yeah japan back in the 80s so i definitely see that but but I, I love this. This you got the people in the in the in the in the crowd like singing along and everything. And the second like the the chorus hits and like they're singing, the smile on Brooks's face he got he gets so happy that I'm like oh, I kind of want this guy to get this now. I yeah. kind of want this to be his thing. But I hope you know, so. So I pick him in my. I hope he's in the Eliminator and gets to use this music. Brooks I'm, Jensen. Okay. Yeah, he'll do the Brian Pillman gimmick better than Brian Pillman does okay <laughs> the you 80s be, wrestling you have to bring his dad in at some point right i'm not sure isn't he like a, a, a police officer or something now Bull Bull Cannon? Cannon? i feel Bull like Cannon. he is yeah 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 but you got to bring him in at some point to, to the bloodline to... oh i want to see i want to see uh bull buchanan have a face-off with uh blake beverly whoever von wagner's dad is oh, just yeah, like yeah, and yeah. ultimate just like face off where people are like who are these guys again and why are yeah they yeah wait your dads are wrestlers but <laughs> kind of people don't really remember them that yeah. much but they were they were wrestlers but yeah. yeah i i don't know how brooks jensen doesn't uh have a move called the b3 because like he would be like the you know right yeah uh well he would go in my uh, ultimate challenge but unfortunately uh sean michaels didn't ask me and he asked jbl and jerry the king lawler yeah you know, He's got Jerry, a very interesting gray goatee thing going on. Yeah, he ever since he came back from his stroke, he's kind of been like, uh, you know, going through a little different look. That's been his yeah. thing now. But uh, yeah, hold, I'm pretty sure his his women's match will probably be the two youngest. Yeah, Roxanne and Thea Hale. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. He'll probably be the special guest referee somehow. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and then he'll talk. He'll talk to the the dog gimmick lady from Wow, so he can say his line of puppies. puppies. Yeah. <laughs> We go to our next segment, not a match as, oh, sorry, earlier today, uh, earlier today, we see Ariana Grace sitting in the locker room with, uh, what is this, Petrovic? Carmen, Carmen Petrovic. At first I thought of Mackenzie Mitchell. I'm like, why is Mackenzie there? I'm like, oh, wait, that's not Mackenzie. That's, that's yeah. Carmen. Um, then Lola Vice and Lopez walk in as they're talking about how, like, times have changed and, like, she's won this thing and she she made waste of all the people through this tournament in the breakout tournament as kind of Kalani Jordan sitting there listening to this, like, oh, you you beat me, but, like, you're mean and evil. Uh, as Roxanne kind of comes in and steps up and says, like, oh, like, just because you won that contract doesn't mean you're champion yet. So don't walk around acting like you are. You've only been here for a little while. And Lola and, and uh, Lopez kind of step up and say, well, like, we'll see if if you want to do something about it. Then they start arguing in Spanish and then it sets up a match later tonight as Ariana though, was pretty funny as she kept on being like, let's be positive. And then like, that was she, great. She I, I, 
I, I, I loved it. I love how she kept trying to interrupt it. They yeah. just like talked over her as if she didn't even exist at all. And you see Carson back. Yeah, that was that was great. I, I, I like this whole segment. I like how this segment was able to like set up two different feuds. Like you got your yeah. tag team match and you have Petrovic trying to shut up uh, Grace in the background. So I kind of liked how they did that. Every time uh, Grace tried to in- interrupt, it was Carmen looking at her like, shut up. And that will come into play. Lyra Valkyria comes out to the ring, our new NXT Women's Champion, ever since beating Becky Lynch in the biggest match in the history of Ireland. She comes out, she says, they say never meet your heroes, but that's not true because they've never met Becky Lynch, who is a true legend. And I thank Becky, but also I beat Becky. And that night, two weeks ago, it was pure magic. And I know people were watching from home in Ireland, here in the crowd. I want to say thank you. And she's interrupted when Zaya Lee Whoa. comes down. And, like, these, like, security guards are kind of stopping her. It looks like she's coming through the Chase U uh, She's area. coming down to, like, Scott Hall. She got her letter <laughs> yeah. jacket on like a badass. She says, uh, you don't know <laughs> you know who you I know am. Here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know why I'm here. And she says... Oh, uh, you're calling Becky Lynch your your hero, your idol? Well, did you see what I did to her last night? Referring to the roundhouse kick to Becky, right? Mm. From that battle royal. She then says, and since I've done that to Becky, I could do that to you. So I want your title. And then kind of security gets involved. So she roundhouse kicks one of the security guards. The other security guard is one of the worst... Security guards I've ever seen. He does. He just goes, "Oh no!" and then doesn't do anything. You know at what? All. No, no, he didn't get his head knocked off, so he's smart. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> I guess he's like, "Oh no, you kicked the other security guard. I better just stand here in shock." <laughs> uh, so then there is a pull apart. So I'm assuming we're getting Lyra versus Zaya Lee, two different eras of NXT coming together, um, possibly next week. I would yeah. assume. First of all, I've been loving what they're doing with Zia Lee. So ever since Becky Lynch won the NXT title, whenever she's on Raw, zaya has been like bumping into her saying, hey, when am I getting a title shot? She kept like avoiding her and she was giving title shots to like Tegan Knox and other people instead. So now that she finally like lost the title, Zaya's like saw her on Monday. is like, yo, what the fuck? Now you don't even have the title anymore, but I still want to fight you. And that's when she she knocked her out and, and took her out of the, the battle royal. But I do like how she's like coming to NXT. She's like, no, I, I wanted that title. I, it wasn't just Becky. I want this title. I don't care who has it now. If it's you, Lyra, I, I will take it from you. Um, a couple other things. I love how in Lyra's entrance now at the beginning part, the crowd does like the bird. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> like they do it along with the, the actual beat. It's just like the, the intro part, the beginning part that yeah. they do it in. And I love it every time they do it. And before Lyra went to the ring, she was backstage with somebody and Vic like said her name. And I'm like, who? So I went back and he said, WWE ambassador from Netflix's cheer, Gabby Butler. And I'm like, who is Gabby Butler? So I looked her up. She has like over 2 million followers. She's on some really popular Netflix show about cheerleading called Cheer. And, oh, yeah, she signed the NIL deal with WWE last year. So she's actually under contract with them. And I had no idea. She's like pretty popular. She's like a social, you know, influencer and all that. But she, yeah, she was kind of like those um Cavender twins. They're presented as like ambassadors. So I guess like when they sign people to NIL deals and they know they have a following behind them, whether it be on TikTok or social media, they'll go ahead and just call them ambassadors to get them to kind of spread the word of WWE. And then eventually they'll make their way into the performance center and start wrestling. I think mm. it's really smart. And for this girl to be on this popular Netflix cheerleading show and have 2 million followers and have her just randomly show up in a backstage segment, it might attract some viewers. Like we we're saying with the CW, if they start bringing in all these like, you know, influencers in to wrestle like a Logan Paul or this Netflix girl, they're going to bring in new eyes. 
Yeah, that's not a bad idea. It's definitely very smart, especially if they're using that net of like social media and these people sharing and posting things like, hey, I'll be at NXT tonight. Catch me in one second of of screen time. (laughs) But yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll become wrestlers down the line as well. But yeah, I didn't even catch that. So uh, good ears. Um, Well, so that Zia Lee match and Lyra, that could be good. Zia Lee, I mean, in NXT, we always wanted to see her improve and stuff. She was brought to the main roster. They're kind of using her now, at least the storyline with Becky. So good for her. I like that they're just selling like she's this like killer with this kick and she's catching people with it. So pretty, pretty cool. I know in real life, though, she has nailed people with this kick. So that's kind of the like ironic part and kind of not funny is like wait you've you've actually really hurt people with this case so, so i have an idea for Zia Lee, but i'll bring it up later on in the show because something happens you might not have caught it but there was something going on in the background of one of the segments that i think okay. would be a, a good thing for Zia Lee to do now that she's back in nxt i know exactly where okay. you're going with this we'll talk about it. <laughs> uh we have a video from tyler Bate regarding his match later tonight he says people everyone know everyone keeps saying they know i'm focused but it's not just zen he says i'm laser focused and i'm dialed in and i am ready to focus on the nxt championship and if i have to beat dijack then it's what i will do to get there namaste so he's namaste in nxt for a little bit longer after uh, this match um we get a video uh backstage we see fallon henley getting ready for her match against tiffany when we do see briggs and jensen kind of hyping her up like you got this girl but um, uh, spoilers, she doesn't. But I, I was happy to see Jensen on my screen. I think this is eventually going to lead like to their breakup. Like we were saying earlier about Brooks having to be on their own. This kind of felt like a, a Fallon moment where she's, you know, she might want to split up on him. All I want to see is when they do their official breakup and they're like, you know, they don't turn on each other. They, they just, you know, yeah. break up. I, I just want Brooks to say, I think it's time we go on our separate ways. And that's the last <laughs> time you see all three of them just separate. No, they would do it like, I think it's time we go on our separate and then the other one finishes the sentence. Ways, <laughs> the way they, were, they were doing the stakes. In the there you go. Yeah. Uh, we have Alpha Academy. They're uh, they're not that happy that uh, Akira lost, but Akira's like, I'm still in this, and they're hyping him up. They're like, Look at you, like you're you're killing it lately. Who cares if you lost? You've been stepping up and having all these big matches. Like, good for you. And they say that Alpha Academy will be back on NXT next week for an edition of the supernova sessions because they're not done with the metaphor and uh noam dar when drew gulak passes by with his gang of i'm gonna call them new catch point so this is the the, the other side of factions that i that i want to talk about so I, lo- I love how they have factions what i hate though is factions without names because when i'm writing notes or writing reports i have to refer to them like for example like aw right here comes uh, Jeff Jarrett with Sanjay Dutt, Sanjay Singh, Karen <laughs> Jarrett. TNA, bro. No, yeah. that's been TNA. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just just give them a name, and like you said, they're Catchboy 2.0. Just call them Catchboy. Call them the 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 go- the the Gaba Ghouls, like something. Like <laughs> give, them, give them some sort of name. The Gulaks. Uh, so all of a sudden, Gulaks gang of misfit toys. Who is this? Uh, Damon Kemp, Miles Bourne, Charlie Dempsey, Charlie Dempsey. Right. Uh, man, Miles Bourne with the toothpick. <laughs> I like Miles Bourne. He's a, he's a guy I, I would like to see in the uh, in like they haven't done the breakout tournament, have they yet? Right, the men's the, the, one, yeah, the men's one. So I could see him in that, or even like the maybe not the Iron Survivor Gauntlet, but I could see him in the men's breakout. Drew is basically explaining like, "Hey, look, these are all my guys." So as he's naming them, like uh, as he names Miles Bourne, like Miles Bourne takes his toothpick out of his mouth and kind of throws it again. Another Scott Hall reference. What's going here. on? Yeah, Scott yeah. Hall. Uh, and then right? Charlie Dempsey's like, "I could stretch any one of you," and Otis. <laughs> 
Stress line of the night. He goes, what did you say? You want to stretch someone? Why don't you stretch me? So uh, he gets a little scared by this, as any normal human would be. If I'm pretty sure Otis said, thought. Otis went like this and was like, stretch this. Yeah, stretch <laughs> this, bro. <laughs> Again, Chris Farley to me all the time. So instead, it's now Drew Gulak versus Otis later tonight added to the show so with, yeah. with them uh coming up next week on uh supernova sessions i just want to see chad gable wrestle because he's the only one that hasn't wrestled i mean besides vaccine but i want to see like you know some matches Gable charlie Ch- yeah. chad gable versus charlie dempsey that'll be a yeah, crazy match yeah please book that match next week i know they're they're still so now alpha academy's come in here and now they're beefing yep. with two other teams like there's two different feuds going on. Faction here, warfare, right? I, mean, I do like I do like catch point. They should just call them that because they do the pose later, like in everything. So I just love how they're all heels now. So you got to dress like bad guys, like toothpicks, dark toothpicks, greased up hair, live for New Year's, you know, just all that shit. Uh, we see only heels, you know, have toothpicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or people who want to get meat out of their teeth. So, <laughs> same thing. This post-wrestling podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible, conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister and putting away more money for retirement. Because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Uh, we have uh, HBK. What is what is this? The HBK locker room? where or his, office, his, yeah. his office, I mean. His office that was had to be redone, I guess, from a few weeks ago. And uh, sorry, who's coming out of this? This office? okay? So it's funny you say this because I always thought his name was Daryl Sharma. He's you know he's a he wrestles he's an indie wrestler in Toronto named Hornet. Yeah, Toronto like, ref. Yeah. So, but they called him something else. I'm like, what did they say? And I had to look it up. And supposedly his name now is Adrian Butler. And this led me down a whole rabbit hole. I had to like update profiles on Cage Match because in the last year or so, every single referee got like a gimmick name, and I guess right. nobody ever updated them because nobody cares. Oh. So I literally had to go through and like update all their names. So Daryl Sharma is now. Adrian Butler, which doesn't fit him at all. But if you remember correctly, he was the uh, the zombie, zombie ref, ref at last year's Halloween Havoc or two years ago. Uh, so he's saying that HBK has given him some swift instructions for the Von Wagner Braun Breaker match tonight to make sure like things go according to plan. They don't want any more injuries, but these two have been beefing. I really didn't understand what he was. Doing. He, he was. It felt like more. He was like be a little bit more looser, like relax yeah, rules, yeah. kind of like get Let their, their steam out type of thing. Like don't really yeah. be too on top of them. That's what I got out of it. But as the segment's ending, we see someone else walk Ooh. into Shawn Michaels office. Now, who was this? Because I'm under the assumption it was Lil Rock. I thought it was the pebble. It looked definitely like Ava Johnson for sure. Um, okay, last so she last time in. we saw her, she was talking to Paul Heyman. That's right. The, blood, Tuesday, the yeah. bloodline, right? Yeah. She he, she was like, hey, Paul, you got any room in the bloodline? And he's like, you know, if you can talk to Dwayne, you know, for me, then maybe we could work something out. But what is she walking into Shawn Michaels office for? Is she like, yo, I'm done. It's not so working she, out. So she said, she said, hey, listen, Shawn, if you if you let me go to SmackDown, I'll tell my dad to like pick two competitors in the Iron Survivor Challenge next <laughs> <time>. <laughs> or something. I don't know. Do something. What would she do on SmackDown? be involved with the the bloodline somehow they need some sort of like you know i don't know if if the rock was involved 
in a story. I think she will be. That's the thing. I think I think it eventually will lead to the Rock being involved and and her being somehow caught in the middle of it. We'll see. We shall see. But yes, uh, inquiring minds want to know what is going on with Young Rock here with Ava Rain, the daughter of the Rock, talking to Paul Heyman now talking to Sean. Something's in cahoots. She needs a new unit to join. So maybe the bloodline is that unit. Our next match in the qualifying for the Iron Survivor, Fallon Henley versus Tiffany Stratton. So this match happened because Tiffany uh, was really upset that Fallon Henley had a fantastic costume of Tiffany for Halloween. And well, the match was supposed to happen last week, but Tiffany beat her up. So here's the rematch now because Mick Foley said so. And this starts off with Fallon kind of, uh, running circles around Tiffany here, keeps putting her in different submission holds, locks her in a walls here, a Boston crab tight. Eventually they're fighting up top on the turnbuckle and Fallon hits her with a superplex for a near fall. She eventually gets Tiff into another submission of the single leg crab. And Tiffany is just screaming and trying to get out of this as Fallon is adjusting, trying to get a real high angle here. Eventually Stratton gets out of the ring and like, uh, sorry, Fallon gets out of the hold and catches Fallon from a cross body. And then just throws her through the middle rope to the outside of the ring as we get holy shit chants from the crowd. I definitely kind of gasped at this. I've not really seen anyone do this, let alone Tiffany Stratton just this, muscle this how, someone like this. This is how I throw out my trash. So like, yeah. I have, like my dumpster is behind like yeah, where I live. Yeah. So I have to like be on the edge and kind of just toss it. That's exactly what she did to her. She was like fucking throwing a pizza down here. It was like, see ya, get out of here. And like, yeah, Fallon just landed like a bag of rocks here. Tiffany then picks up the scratch. She puts her in the ring and Tiffany now showing the submission side with a Muda lock, but eventually uh, Fallon gets out of that. Tiffany hits the, you can't escape and goes up for the prettiest moonsault, but Fallon rolls out of the way. So she misses that as Fallon goes for, I, I'm assuming one of her moves. It's Tiffany who counters that drops her down again. And this time goes up and nails the PMS for the one, two, three, and Tiffany Stratton is going to deadline for the Iron Survivor. Yeah, match. this this match was good. Actually, I like the this angry, like vicious side of Henley. Obviously, that move that you mentioned with Tiffany, just crazy power, just throwing like nothing. And I love the ending sequence. I love how like she missed the moonsault and she went back up, and then she hit the moonsault again. Like it was they, these two worked really well with each other. I feel like, um, and like like we say this all the time with Tiffany Stratton. It looks like she's been wrestling for like ten years, right? Like at this point, like she's Crazy. so, she's so like, she's so like polished up at this point. Like, I think it's only a matter of time till she's on the main roster. I feel like after deadline, I think Royal Rumble, that might be a good, good way to introduce her. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like she's done everything there is to do here now. She's definitely like leagues above certain people in WWE, not even just NXT, in my opinion. She will be a huge, huge deal. Um, and I imagine maybe she, she steals the show, but I don't think she would necessarily win. Or maybe she does win the survivor because Lyra lost to tiffany before like it would be a good kind of yeah, rematch and they are the that. two biggest names here in the women's division so that does make a lot of sense so that that would be my pick to win the whole the whole thing here um but yeah i i didn't mind this match. i i think fallon is great definitely i i think there's a way better match out of the two of them if you gave them time on the biggest oh, yeah. stage here but fallon is is like really well polished right. and just been kind of chilling here with this whole like country gal gimmick but um, don't really know where we go if they do decide to just push them as a unit with Briggs and Jensen. It wouldn't be a bad idea because I think they could also get over as the kind of everyman, free bird loving people with Journey even would mm. just add to that. But Tiffany will be fine. We see Mackenzie backstage with a returned Wes Lee. 
That's right. Wesley returned, and uh, I seem to have forgot about it myself until right now. The way he was brought back was odd, right? So this was weird. So like last week on Raw, like, you know, when they, they tape main event, I saw like, I always look to see like who's in the main event tapings. And I saw Wesley and I'm like, that's weird. Cause like he like left NXT. I guess this is like him moving up to the main roster by being on main event or whatever. And then the following night he just returns and I'm like, oh, that's it. And now he's like all happy. And I'm like, wait a minute. Last time you left, you were pissed off. What happened? Like he kind of tried to explain it. He's like, and now he's saying, like, hey, you know, he needs some time off or whatever. He's got this whole list of things he wants to do now that he's back. But uh, I, I do feel like they had something else planned and maybe something didn't like come through. Cause I feel like this is like plan B. It feels like in a way. Yeah. Unless they're still like, yeah, he attacked trick or something, oh, yeah. but they can still I mean, do that. Yeah. Having, having him want the NA title does make sense because like he was the guy holding that title for like a year and then was robbed from it multiple times. So he says he's back and it's a celebration. He says, I had to hop off track and, and focus on myself, but I'm here. I'm back. And I want my title back when Baron Corbin walks in. And says, representing no. the T-Birds here with his nice leather jacket. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, he was coming from uh, his uh, his practice Greece <laughs> recital or something. He says, uh, no one cares about you, Wes. And uh, when I, when I uh, beat Ilya, because I'm not sure if you saw what I did to him last week, and Wes laughs at him and says, oh, boy, Ilya's going to beat the brakes off of you, boy, and kind of walks off, leaving Corbin a little, a little shook here. Uh, kind of maybe real, not realizing what he has he has done, awakened the dragon. But yeah, Wes being back is great. I do think he should just get that title back eventually when the whole Dom thing is over. But I'm happy he's back. Him doing stuff on main event, he 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 would be a character or a wrestler that is ready for main roster. Like yeah. his matches are incredible. I'd say he's just finding his true character because I hate when he's like this forced like pre-written kind of trying to be funny guy. I, I like when he's completely himself. He, he comes across way better and that way. I'll talk about it on tomorrow's Shot of Dark, but on the main event, him and Tozawa had a pretty good match. Like, like the thing right. about main event is they give him like eight to nine ma- uh, minutes with, with no bullshit to straight matches. And a lot of the time it's pretty good matches. So yeah, I, which, which is how they learn and hard cam yeah. and all that stuff. But in front of a big yeah. crowd and all that. Absolutely. I'm sure Wes will be just fine uh, in WWE. We go to Quinn. Who, what's Colin Quinn? No. Kel, uh, Kelly Kincaid, who used Kelly to be Quinn McKay. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Kelly Kincaid. I still Kincaid. write her Quinn. Uh, she's with Braun Breaker, and he's asked about his match with Von Wagner up next. And Braun kind of scoffs and laughs at her and says, This will be the shortest comeback in the history of NXT. When I'm done with Braun, uh, when I'm done with Vaughn, I'm going to desecrate his corpse. Jeez. Does he mean he's going to piss on his grave? I mean, he's a dog, right? So I guess that's what dogs do. They just <laughs> piss on things. Piss on everything. Yeah. He's going to eat him alive and desecrate his corpse. Jesus. Well, that's what happens right now because it's Braun Breaker versus Von Wagner. Braun V. Von 2, 3 at this point. They're, they fought a few times before, yeah. but this is the real one. This is my WrestleMania main event right here. We have Von Wagner uh, still rocking a headband, but it's like, like, maybe keeping his brains intact inside here well the big reveal is him slowly peeling it off and you see like the little scar which is just like he literally went to the barbershop the one that carmelo hayes goes to it just got the little the little cut line, on the side got a little, line got a little line that's all come on uh, vaughn comes out here and he is fired up robert stone with him and he's the match starts and he starts punching away at vaughn here he is really angry 
He hits a huge boot ringside, throws him back in the ring and just leveling Braun here with a series of punching. But when Braun gets like one strike in, Vaughn starts selling his head like, oh, like he's acting like dizzy. Like, oh, no, maybe I'm, I wasn't ready to come back. And this uh, scares Stone on the outside. Like, what's wrong? What's wrong? As Braun takes advantage, starts punching back at Vaughn, hits him with a German suplex. And then this overhead throw, like Von Wagner weighs nothing when in reality, Von Wagner is a big boy. This is big lads wrestling. Very impressed by Von getting thrown around by Braun here. And then the straps come down for Braun Breaker. He's laughing. He's done with this, done toying around with his food here. As he goes and locks in the Breaker recliner. I guess <laughs> doesn't, sound, doesn't sound as right. Does not sound no. the same whatsoever. But they call it the recliner. And Vaughn is in it. He's screaming. He can't go anywhere. Stone ringside is like, don't do it, Vaughn. But also like, hey, if you have to do it. But somehow Vaughn maneuvers and sends Braun into the turnbuckle and then gets some offense of his own. A butterfly suplex overhead throwing him and then um, blocks the spear with a high knee, almost like the Psycho knee from Vaughn Wagner. The uh, they're going all, they're going all, the Vaughn Psycho knee, yeah. <laughs> Uh, there then, um, after he blocked the spear, he goes ringside and Vaughn is ready. Braun is about to get tabled. Vaughn takes the commentary desk. He's setting it up. But as he does, the referee is distracted by Robert Stone and Braun low blows Vaughn Wagner to the sea of booze here at the NXT crowd. Uh, Stone realizes that it was his fault that caused this. And he's like, no, stop. And now Braun sets his attention to Mr. Stone, lifts him up with a military press. You think this dude is going through the table, but it's Vaughn who stops him, somehow gets speared now by Braun after consoling Stone. In the ring, it's one more spear by Braun on Vaughn for the one, two, three. So Braun pins Vaughn with a spear, but as he's celebrating, Stone slides in the ring, steel chair, he whacks Braun with it. Braun kind of no-sells it and looks at him as the crowd chants, you effed up. He goes to grab him, but wakes up the Frankenstein's monster of Von Wagner, who rises from the dead. And Vaughn just attacks this dude. And they go ringside, and we get what we need. This is when he reveals he's, he's, he's kind of okay with the, mm-hmm. the straps coming down off his head. And Von Wagner power bombs Braun Breaker through the commentary desk. And yells, fuck yeah, as him and Stone handshake. But Vaughn says, Mm-mm, friends don't shake hands. Friends gotta hug. As they hug it out, the smile on Stone's face, the smile on my face, the tears streaming down on people watching all over the world as Vaughn and Stone may have lost the match, but they won the war here tonight. Wow, friendship fr- friendship yeah. is, is, is more important than winning wrestling matches. I liked um, right before he powerbombed them through the table, Vic Joseph is like, yeah, do it. I don't give a damn about my candy. Because <laughs> his candy always gets yeah, destroyed. Candy, yeah. um, so this match is actually good. They both look really good here. But is this like the new gimmick for Vaughn? Like he starts like, is it like vertical Vaughn? Does he in the middle of his matches? Does he start oh like just God. like losing his balance? Uh, like, I want to see like his point of view. I want to see like when you're watching the matches, what he can see. And you start seeing like the camera shaking and everything. Yeah, come smoke with me again. I'll give you that point. Of if, this, view. <laughs> if this is NXT 2.0, we definitely would have seen that, right? Um, the match was okay. Like the 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 ending part, like it felt like the referee saw it. So my question is, did the referee see it? And because of the conversation with Sean, just let it slide, 
sure. did he just like not see it or whatever? Maybe um, like it's okay if Stone gets involved yeah. because like the the whole drama or whatever. But but uh, is this it? Is this is this the blow off between these two? Because this feels yeah. like a, a write off to Braun in a way. Yeah, they made it sound like this is kind of it for this feud. Like he because Stone says we did it. We're over. We're over this now. So unless Braun is that butt hurt about it, but we've been saying Braun could be up on the main roster. Like. Tomorrow, like this week. So. He's another one I can see in the Rumble. I can see him maybe taking the next two months off. He doesn't have to be on deadline, right? He could. If you want yeah. to put him in the Iron Survivor, you could. But he doesn't have to. And just debut him in the Rumble. People know who he is already. I, I, I genuinely love this. I just wanted to see Braun get powerbombed. And they did such a good job of weeks and weeks of setting you up to really want to see that. Like, you, the visual you needed to see was Braun getting that and finally happening. Like, they've, they've, they've hit, they've swung and missed a lot with Von Wagner, but finally kind of coming into own where I actually want to see him and stone hug and, and be friends and destroy people. Like they did a good job of that. So maybe Vaughn gets added to the iron survivor match, you know? I mean, you remember Vaughn is still a, a free agent. He got free agent Vaughn. You know, it, it's funny you say that. Cause I was like, when I was doing the whole referee thing yesterday and I was trying to figure out, um, you know, what the referees names are and everything. I landed on the WWE roster page and you know how they have like raw SmackDown NXT. There's a page for free agents. Do you want to guess there's what four? There's seven free agents. Do you want to guess a couple of them? Who do you, we uh, know Von Wagner is one of them. Do you want to know who else is an official WWE free agent? No, please uh, tell me. Randy Orton? I have no idea. No, so it's Brock Lesnar, Cedric <laughs> Alexander, Logan Paul, MVP, Otis, Von Wagner, and Zion Quinn. Hmm. Where's Zion Quinn? He hasn't even been on TV. Him and Odyssey Jones got drafted. Neither you're one the only on person asking where is Zion. If, Quinn. if I don't know where Zion Quinn is, then nobody knows where he is because he's not on Level Up. He's not on NWA. Okay he's not that. on MOW. He's nowhere. He's got to be the worst. He's got to be the worst wrestler like on the roster. Yeah, but he has Harley Cameron. So what can I say? Like she's on the other. She's on the competition. Yeah, rapping and doing 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 more than he is. So fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Braun Breaker slowly disappear from NXT yeah, and show I think up. So. We got to take a pause of this NXT review to talk about main roster uh, call ups because for the first time ever, I tuned in to watch some of Monday Night Raw. I know that's shocking because Oof, I heard yes. the Creeds were taking on DIY. Oh which, yeah, uh, I I was like, sorry, excuse me. So I did tune in and uh, checked out Raw just because of the Creeds and DIY, which put on a fun match. I down the line, I hope they get to rematch it and go balls to the wall. But yeah, yeah, Adam not, Pierce signing not, the Creeds, not just them, but Ivy Nile as well, and she got a pretty good spot as well. She was in the the women's battle royal, Nile and royal. she like made it like to the very end, and she had a whole like segment with Nia Jax. So they're definitely gonna push her as much as the creeds you would think they're not calling him diamond mine oh. i realize that they're just the creeds and ivy nile um but yeah i see nothing but big things and last week they had that killer match at alpha academy and now they have diy um yeah i think nothing but big things for, for all three of them yeah I'm, I'm really happy for all three of them i'm kind of happy they're not using the diamond mine name uh, i know their gear still has diamonds yeah, on they, it, so they're, you know, they're a, slow, they, slowly changing that. But the creeds, yeah. like the creed brothers or the creeds is easily like that's not their real name so the creed it's called creed ain't cre- <laughs> Creed, like the movie. Creed. Yeah. No, Creeds. The Creeds Creed, or the Creed yeah. brothers both work really well. And like Ivy is part of that stable. And it's good that they have like a woman part of their stable because it seems every other stable and faction does have like men and women in it so well that's what i was trying to say with, with the whole ava bloodline thing is like yeah nia Jax can be in that role but why not bring somebody like a ava just you get 
have your female connection with the bloodline as they right. go into all these different feuds. You got to have to have the, the women go against each other somehow. So, so I'm assuming we don't see the creeds here any longer because Adam Pierce had them it. sign yeah. in segment, sign their contracts to Monday night raw, which I'm super thrilled about. Again, I kind of said on a show recently, it's like watching NXT is like listening to a song or an album that a lot of people might not know yet. And then, a little while later, the song kind of blows up and goes to your mainstream. And then it's kind of like when a superstar from NXT goes to Raw because now everyone's like, yo, have you heard of these Creed guys? And I'm like, yeah, I've been watching them for like two years. They're sick. I can't wait to see what they can do. And specifically, Julius Creed will be like WWE champion. Like one day, he's just a, a specimen. They're already doing the the strength spots on Raw. Like they're doing all the best of bits to really get people into them. And I think it will work. The crowd was kind of dead for that episode of Rob, but I think with the right crowd and the right kind of moment, they will, they will have their moment and many I'm sure on the main roster, but I still want Braun to be their leader. Like Braun and the creeds as a unit would be insane. That would be so killer, but we'll see if Braun does show up on, on main roster soon, which I think he does. This, this could have been his write off getting power bombed through this table. Well, we go to our next segment. We have, Mackenzie Mitchell and Carmelo Hayes. And she's like, hey, Melo, you know, I got a few questions a lot of people are asking, but uh, I got to play this clip. So she plays the clip from last week where it's him versus Dragunov and Trick's music hits, distracting Melo kind of. And she's like, hey, I want to know about your reaction. He goes, what about my reaction? I see what you're trying to do, Mackenzie, but that's not what happened at all. Trick just came out to talk to me and I I did not attack Trick for those people asking. I did not attack trick and i'll prove it tonight so we're gonna have a face-to-face with trick and mellow to end the show tonight but i like how carmelo like his defense was oh i was just surprised to see trick after such a brutal attack and mackenzie's <laughs> like how do you know it was a brutal attack well what kind Ooh. of attack was it was yeah. it a foul attack like what do you like what kind of question is that like i know what she was trying to do but yeah come on that's a little stretching a little just a little bit yeah uh we get a video from oh this is a great vignette Yes. The Brawling Brutes. This so is can, pretty much me and Davey walking around I was going to say, can, can you tell me exactly what street they were walking on? Because you must have yeah, walked yeah. the same street. <laughs> I don't know if this was even actually filmed in London, but it would be but, funny if it was. <laughs> the one week where they film a segment walking in London, the, the one guy that lived in London, to tell us exactly where this is, is not here, unfortunately. Yeah, true. Yeah, what street is this? Yeah. Uh, is this uh, Trafalgar Square? Is this, uh, what's the Lily? I forget. I forget every street. <laughs> they have funny street names. And here in Canada... All our street names and towns are all like ripoffs of stuff of course, from England. Yeah. But this video of the brawling brutes was hilarious. It's them wearing like the, the pea coats, the petty, whatever, the, the British coats, the British caps. This is basically whenever someone says I should watch uh, that show. What's the British show with the, the Peaky uh, Blinders? The yeah, this is what I imagine Peaky Blinders is with these yeah. two Brits uh, walking the streets. They say out the mud, OTM. You want to pick on us? You want to talk to us? You say you're from the streets? Well, we're from the streets too, but different pavement bars. Oof. He says, uh, you know, we're we're tougher than you think, and you're trying to write us write us off like you're the tough guys. Um, Fridge Holland here says, uh, I've I've been playing rugby. I've been wasting people on and off the the field, and it shows clips of him like straight up, you know, checking people and wrecking people on in during games. And then Pete uh, here, sorry, Butch says, and I've been scrapping and hustling people, you know, twice my age since I was a little kid and, and fighting in, in men's clubs and fighting people for money. And uh, yeah, so I, I wrote, I had to rewind to see what he wrote down. I'm like, what did he say? And he, his exact words were at 12 years old, he was scrapping grown men at pubs 
and work in men's clubs. That could be heard as a completely different. Yeah, I'm like, thing. what? <laughs> you were doing what at men's clubs? The at YMCA? <laughs> I mean, he's 12. I'm, uh, all right, I'll, that joke. What he's myself. basically saying, what he's basically trying to say, is when he was 12, he was beating up like. Yeah, he was adults, yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, was he working at a, said it, yeah. as, at, a, at a gentleman's club? But he said men's the club. Gentleman- like, <laughs> that, does that mean something else in London? I don't I, again, I'm not touching that one. Okay, yeah. when I hear men's club, I think of like gentlemen's club. I'm like, was he a bouncer at 12 years old at a strip club? That, that would be pretty wild. funny. Yeah. yeah. That'd be pretty good. He says, uh, next week, out the mud, the brutes are coming. So out the mud versus the brawling brutes next week on NXT. I actually really like this uh, video. I think they would get much, much more over if they were just, I know it's kind of stereotypical, evil fighting British people on the street, but like, that's what this gimmick has been for a while. So to see them finally with this, the jackets and the hats, like, this makes sense. They're so fighting like another it. team that's gimmick is like from the streets or whatever. The so street. makes sense. It writes different itself. streets, yeah. yeah. One one street, you know, different streets. One uses uh, hats with razor blades. The other uses whatever they use in Florida, which ice. is pretty much everywhere. Ice? Dice, dice. D- oh, ice, dice. <laughs> all, I was going to say, they have lots of other things in Florida. Yeah, right not there. ice though, but but as the, the genius Same of word. the Wu-Tang Clan once said, he will stab you with an icicle and watch the evidence melt, which I always thought was a crazy bar is right there. Uh, also a fantastic kill in uh, Santa's sleigh with Bill yes. Goldberg, the oh, icicle, yeah. you know, absolutely classic, you know but the brutes are coming. Uh, it's coming home. The Brits are coming home. We go to our next match. It is, well, first Ariana Grace comes out and uh, sits ringside for so this match. When her music hits, like the crowd popped a little bit and I'm like, is this gold dust? Cause it sounded like the intro to like Stardust gold dust, but I was like, Oh, it's just Ariana's, uh, beauty pageant gimmick music. It's Roxanne Perez and Jordan, uh, sorry, Kalani Jordan taking on Lola Vice and Electra Lopez here from earlier when they kind of scrapped backstage setting up this tag team match. But Miss NXT has the mic. She says, I've been granted here to sit and watch this match ringside. So good luck, ladies. Showcase your talents. I love you all. So she's really playing up the... And then Bo- Booker T starts crying on commentary. And Nick, Nick is says, like, are you crying again? He's like, what's going on? And Booker's like, that was touching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he can't understand how there's a fake college. <laughs> <laughs> but he believes uh, in some NXT beauty pageant. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Why not? I, I, I've been, I've, as someone who's followed NXT, I love, ever since Booker's become the commentary, I love whenever he says to Book, like, oh, she's my favorite. And he's like, yeah, I, I know she is. Book. Yes, everybody's <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's your favorite, Book. Uh, and I understand, Book. So Lola and Electra Lopez versus Roxy and. Jordan um it's Jordan kind of getting beat up here by Lola and and Lopez as they keep tagging in and out finally a hot tag to Roxanne as she comes in with a huge Thez press and then hits her patented side Russian leg sweep uh Kalani's in again and hits a series of running clotheslines and back elbows and then a running handspring back elbow just like the great Muda um she hits the play of the day the overdrive, one of the absolute worst wrestling finishers in all of history. I don't understand how this move would hurt someone. You know, the classic like wrestling fan conversation, like, Oh, would that move work in a real fight? This one is a solid 100%. No, the overdrive, the play of the day would not work in a real fight. In fact, it would just be you eating the pavement in this hitting this move on someone. What would so, hurt more this or, or Biggie's big ending where he's just like falling on top of Biggie's chest. <laughs> the big, uh, yeah, I hate that move too. That would just <laughs> not work in a real fight at all. 
Uh, so this move is broken up at two. I don't know how anyone would ever kick out of that move. That, so, so devastating. However, Roxanne is in. They level out Lopez, which sets up Kalani to hit the one-of-a-kind split-legged moonsault, and Kalani picks up the win uh, for the team of Roxanne and Kalani as Lola and Lopez kind of cower away when Ariana Grace stands up and says, cut the music. And she's like, no, 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 I'll do the, 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 the introduction, kind of tells the ring announcer to shut up and says, your winner, the real winners are all of you, the audience, for having to be here as she's attacked from Carmen Petrovic, who says, shut up, <laughs> puts the boots to her. So how, how do you feel about this Toronto on Toronto violence? Shouldn't they be sticking wow, together? Wow, true. Really? Two Toronto gals fighting each cool. other. Yeah. This yeah. match was fine. It, it was short. It was just a way to showcase, like mostly like Vice. I feel like it was it was a way to showcase her, but obviously keep the keep uh, Roxanne and Kalani, you know, strong with the win here. I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like Electro and Lola aren't going to last long together as a team because no. ever since she won the breakout, I don't know if it's just her face, but the way that Electro just like looks at Lola, you could tell it's like jealousy in a way. So I feel like they're subtly trying to play that up to the point where Lola's going to break out on her own, no pun intended, and just I would, be like, yeah, she, she doesn't have to be with Electro. I would like that a lot more. I think uh, yeah. Lopez definitely has been in NXT for a while and hasn't really shown too much. So yeah, I feel bad for her because L- LWO got the call up, but she stayed behind and got replaced by Zelina Vega, which kind of sucks for her. But I think which, Zelina's like, a better fit anyway. Yeah, Zelina definitely like can can somewhat wrestle more than Lopez has shown at least in NXT. Like being here this long, you definitely would think she would have maybe stepped up a little bit, but definitely not the case. Still pretty green in the ring. So yeah, I'm not sure what you do with her, but. Lola definitely would be the is is going to be a big force in WWE. You can already see it now. She's, so when, she's got the blueprints. When when do you give her title shot? Is it going to happen at Deadline? Because this Iron Survivor match doesn't have the champions in it, as far as I remember. It's just people. It's well, like we got to yeah, yeah. I mean, Lyra's got to get through Zia Lee. Zia Lee first. first, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could do Lola versus Lyra at the pay per view, even though there's the eliminator matches. Yeah, right? I mean, they got like what four weeks before Deadline. You could definitely do Zia yeah. and uh, and Ly- um, all these names sound so familiar. Can <laughs> so they do Zaya Can they Lyra. do it like a cash-in? I don't know. I don't know. I think you have yeah. to like literally like go and like yeah. present it to somebody. Here's Shawn Michaels. I'm going to cash it in at this date. This is when I want to. I don't think it's like a money-in-the-bank situation. Yeah. Well, our next segment is a sent-in video from Joe Gacy. Remember him? Yeah. yeah. Well, Spooky Joe Gacy. <laughs> spooky Joe Biden here. He's saying, I kept hearing the whispers. It started and with a whisper. That's what I thought he started, started with a whisper. Like, wait, what? Yeah, I thought he was doing the Triple H thing as well. Uh, but he's doing Randy Orton instead because he <laughs> hears voices inside of his head. And he says, through the years, I've tried to keep the voices quiet. And the voice got quieter and quieter. But it was still there. And now I'm clear. I have no one in, no one to care about, no one to hold me back. And I don't know what to do. But maybe I do know what to do <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about because i have no idea what he's talking about what does he's I don't think smoking he that good do. shit over down there he, <laughs> he's all alone you know ava is is trying to join her her cousins and grizzly young vets are going to queens like what is, what is joe gacy doing again being like the, the the devil's advocate like i think this guy can be good if given the right opportunity and and everything he's done so far has been so silly and wacky and like this over-the-top spooky that I hate it. Here, it's just a guy with a septum ring. And we all know one guy with a septum ring, whether it be, like, down at your bodega or whatever. Like, he kind of freaks you out. I think that's what Joe Gacy is right now. He's yeah. just. I like mean, I, I know guy. this guy. I, I went to high school with this guy. I know exactly who he is. But, like, I don't know how that's going to translate in a wrestling, like, sense. Like, what what, what is your plan? Yeah. Like, what are you going to yeah. do? Like, yeah, you're yeah. a weird guy. Everybody calls you a weird guy. 
But how is that going to translate to NXT? Well, he says he knows what to do. So I imagine he maybe attacks someone like uh, Ilya after a match or something like that to kind of. What would you do? Would you put him like with a new group? Would you have him be the leader of a group or just be on his own? No, he says he wants to be on his own, right? So like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But I want to hopefully give him a chance, but we'll see. He's just a scary guy with a septum ring. Uh, we have, uh, Otis versus what well, they mentioned that this match is happening a bit later, but we have at first, we have a video package for Ilya Dragunov. He says that he went to war with Carmelo Hayes and he barely won that match. But as he turns the corner, he was dropped by Baron Corbin. Corbin, you had a window of opportunity and you took it. But my win, my window of opportunity is in my eyes to the soul. And I'm a different animal than you, Corbin. And the only person who can slay the dragon is the dragon himself. As it then cuts to Corbin watching this on a TV screen backstage. And he's standing next to some talent like Hank and Tank and Idris and Malik. And they're like, oh, like, are you scared? And he's like, that's why you guys never win any matches. <laughs> and he walks off. But... He looked a little scared, that Baron Corbin. Hey, you know, working uh, for Lego, my shoot job, every year we come out with like the Lunar New Year sets and 2024 is the year of the dragon. So I've been seeing a lot of these sets coming out. So I'm like, which dragon is 2024 going to be? Is it going to be Brian Danielson? Is it going to be Shingo Takagi? Is it going to be a dragon? There's a lot of dragons in wrestling. So if 2024 is the year of the dragon, I'm looking forward to a lot of good matches. He says the only... The only person who can slay the dragon is the dragon. Is Ooh. he referring to Brian Danielson coming over to NXT to face him? No. For the NXT chat? No, oh, not okay. at all. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> well, Shingo it is, I guess. There we go. All I, those matches sound are, are, are we going to – but the more important question is, are we going to get Hank versus Corbin? Because if I was Hank, I'm not going to take that cheap shot and just lay down. Come on. How are you going to have Baron talk shit about you and walk off so, like that? Yeah, I guess Corbin and Ilya is the deadline match yeah, which so. sounds like dog shit that, i'm sorry that's your pay-per-view come on i actually don't even really like that well if you're gonna put match, all your so. strong people in the iron survivor match that's probably why it's, it's, it's kind of like the royal rumble scenario right where you have all like the big players are in the rumble but then you give somebody else like a mark henry a random title shot at the pay-per-view or something yeah they always used to do that but I, yeah. it's corbin so like what you want people to buy to, not buy it's the network or peacock but like that's that's pretty that's pretty lame duck so you're saying it's not worth me getting on the uh, the pen pen? No, pen no, actually, yeah. Now I'm looking at, I, yeah, I, I like everyone remembers the Iron Survivor matches last week, last year. Like, oh yeah, they were good. What happened? Waller won and then got a title shot, lost. Like it just, I'm not too fussed about that match. Uh, I think they could come up with more creative ways to find challengers and yeah. And we were asking already doesn't really have my attention. We were asking how this contract works, and Malik says this is talking about the. I don't know if it's talking about the, the 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 breakout tournament one or the Iron Survivor one about using it like the money in the bank contract. So if you could specify Malik, are you talking about the? I'm pretty sure you're talking about the breakout tournament because we were talking about yeah, like, the vice, yeah. But so I'm pretty sure that's how it works. We can cash it in like money in the bank. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So maybe Lola will cash it in on the WWE Women's Tag Titles. If Electro, <laughs> if Electro can only wish much. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess Corbin and Ilya is the, I love, I love the promo from Dragonov, man. Like, yeah, he could be using year of the dragon in his promos, which I'm oh, sure yeah. he, he should. I be. think he will. Yeah. I feel like he, he should. I just, I, I'm, I'm pretty like, that's going to be the match. Like Corbin's going to get stomped in, you know, it's, he's not beating him, but what it is, what it is, I guess. Hey, listen, if this is the final time we have to see Corbin at NXT, take it, right? Yeah, I guess, I guess. Uh, again, I, I feel like he's such a nice guy in real life. Just like. <laughs> 
fucking one of my least favorite. Like, go away heat beyond, like, worse than Alf running. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and for those who know what I'm talking about, think of Alf. I'm cool with Alf, but Alf running? Get the fuck out of here. Don't want you on my screen at all. We go to our next match. It is catch point. The reason I call them that is because they're doing the, the sign yep. thing. The, 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 they're, all, they're really cool bad guys here. Drew Gulak, their leader, who's had a, a, a few too many catch point groups in his day. Um, he is taking on Otis here. Uh, now, Drew keeps going for different submission holds. He's trying to stretch out Otis, but he cannot get all these moves in because Otis is a big boy. So Otis keeps blocking it. Uh, Gulak goes for a triangle at some point, and Otis counters this with a one-armed powerbomb splat to the mat goes Drew Gulak here. And then he hits – He sorry, Gulak somehow gets up and then runs and jumps at like Otis, but Otis catches him with his sleeper and turns it into this huge back suplex. The referee had to check on Drew right away like, yo, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. But – Wow, this suplex looked like it hurt. And then Otis hits the worm. Shout out Scotty Tuhati, who, who's no longer an NXT uh, uh, trainer, but was for a long time. And then hits the elbow drop, picks up Drew, hits him with a power bomb. One, two, three. It is over. And everyone is reminded that Otis is a is a killer when it comes to the wrestling ring. Um, and then afterwards, the the Alpha Academy dance. They do the uh, the Tozawa dance. Yeah, this is a fun match. Again, a reminder to everybody how st- crazy strong Otis is and how much he can actually wrestle. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this was kind of like not called like as an audible, but I feel like when Tozawa came out, the crowd's like, "Oh, this is cool," but we want to see Gable. We want to see Otis wrestle. So I feel yeah. like I didn't give them an Otis match. Definitely made the crowd a little bit happy. If they could do the same thing next week with Gable, that'll be that'll be wonderful. Um, but yeah, like I said before, like the. Alpha Academy is crazy popular here, and all these stables here, I think, is is the the right look for them to uh, work with people like you know Out the Mud or Gulak Schools, whatever you want to call them. But uh, I feel like Alpha Academy will have a nice little run here at NXT while they're staying. Yeah, I, I want to see more of this catch point with Drew and like the different guys that Miles Bourne definitely like a a project there, and same with Charlie Dempsey. Man, I, I see big things for him down the line too. So any of those iterations with Chad Gable involved, I think we'll get some good wrestling coming out of this weird mini feud that we're randomly getting someone explained to me why tozawa and maxine dupree and otis and gable are a unit but well it's funny because when tozawa if you remember correctly uh, not tozawa uh, maxine was originally with the maximum male models right and then she was trying to like persuade otis to leave gable and like join the models otis right and then somehow that was just like dropped maxine just was like you know what fuck it you're good just how you are otis why don't you guys train me to be how you are and then Tozawa, I guess, was randomly backstage, and he did some dance that went viral. And they're like, oh, we got to put him in the group now. So, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like sometimes the best thing, you just don't plan it, right? You just like kind of throw it out there, and whatever sticks, sticks. And they got something working with them, so why not go with it? Yeah, well, we'll see more of them on NXT next week. We have uh, Kiana James and Tiffany Stratton backstage. They're watching NXT. They're talking about the deadline PLE, and they just start running down all the other women on the roster and they're kind of realizing, like, oh, are we friends here? Like, yeah, they're they're mean girls. Yeah, we're like, oh, we're kind of like the mean girls here. And then Keanu walks off, like, we know who's winning the the Iron Survivor match. And then Tiff's like, yeah, I know who's winning it too. And then when Keanu walks off, Tiff is like, I kind of don't hate her. <laughs> so it's like when your two evil yeah. girls, mean girls, get together as friends. The the true mean girl. I, I like this the the two woman power trip of NXT. So uh, I mean, with this, you would think that Keanu would be 
entered in the Iron Survivor one way or another. So I could see them possibly like working together in that match. I, I, I hate to remind me how how those, that match even went. What it was like penalty boxes, right? There was two people that started. It was a whole like I don't like TNA like thing. I don't know what it was, but I could definitely see a situation where Kiana and uh, Tiffany are gonna have to go butt heads at a deadline for sure. But yeah. can can we explain what was going on in the background of this segment? Yeah, please explain, Sino. Who was so, behind them? This has been like pretty much a level up storyline for the most part, where like Boa and Dante Chen have been like teaming up, but like Dante's like, listen, I don't really think this works for me. I, I don't know if this like I don't this team doesn't really work for me. And then on this past episode of Level Up, which I'll actually talk about tomorrow, Dante Chen lost. I apologize, I don't know who he lost to, I forgot. But after the match, Boa came up to him and kind of reached out and gave him his hand, and Dante kind of like bowed down and was like, I'll accept your help. And I walked off with them. And now we see exactly what they did because Bo was talking to somebody off screen. And as soon as they show their face, we see a half painted, half face painted Dante Chen. Uh, very reminiscent of a uh, Tian Shah, which Tian we had Shah. Our, uh, Zaylee earlier on this show. So, hey, are we getting a, a Tian Shah, Tian Shah reformation? Cause Zaylee was at her best when she was part of a stable, I feel like. And that totally got like fumbled. Yeah. Where's and Wendy? Wendy Chu. Yeah, exactly. Where's Wendy, where's Wendy Chu sleeping. She's, she's been sleeping, she's sleeping on Wendy Chu, yo. <laughs> she's, sleeping, she's been sleeping on NXT because she maybe she's going through some sort of a transformation. Um, but yeah, I would love to see a, a return of Tian Shaw. The group, you know, what it could have been and it never happened. So I, I kind of want to see like them giving a second chance. Yeah, never forget the we got the Tian Shaw like animated storyboard stories before some of the other characters on. Did we have like one random episode where it was like some old man that was like on stage? Do you remember that? Oh yeah, it was like oh, one yeah, week. It was yeah, like some yeah, random yeah. guy, and we never well, found the, out. Like there was like the 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 whole like uh, whatever Wendy Chu's character was before was it Tian? Sh- whatever her character was. Yeah, named. I forgot what her name was. Yeah, but, yeah. but there was like some old man even before. I, I could be wrong here. For, 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 Sadly, Frank's not here to correct us all, but I, I feel like there was some other character that was never like, yeah, like revealed who it was. Bring it, bring back Tian Shop NXT ratings through the roof. Mei Ying, that was her name before. Mei, Mei Ying. Ying was uh, Mei Ying. was Wendy Shu's original name. That's right. Yeah. Never forget. Uh, so there you go. More stables reuniting here on NXT. Boa and uh, Tian Shaw with Dante Chen and face paint. Love it. We see Chase Yu backstage. Uh, no, at. Uh, the chase you classroom here. Oh, I can't uh, wait to talk about this segment because okay. us two being two people that have watched Sopranos, we know exactly where this is going to lead to. The okay. second, yeah, explain what happened here, and I'll explain what I think is going to happen to Mister Chase. So, Jace, JC Jane is alone in the classroom here. She's pacing back and forth as all the students are waiting for Andre Chase to start class, and JC is pacing back and forth when a bunch of Italians walk in. That's I guess what I'll call them. Hey, put some respect on Big Ange, okay? Big Ange. When 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 you when you and uh, Davey were over the pond in London, and me and uh me and B Detroit had to fill in for you, we had to to cover. I think one of the shows was Spring Breaking, and we saw a one Big Ange make her official debut here. Uh, she is a PC signee named Anna Kiefer, but on screen she's been referred to as Big Ange, and she's Kiefer? like. And, yeah, Anna Kiefer, that's her name. Nice. Uh, not No relation to Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. But um, Big Ange has this very stereotypical, like, real housewives of Long Island type of uh, voice to her here. And she's like, yo, I, I came here to deliver you a paper. And she gives this envelope to uh, J.C. Jane to open up. Yeah, so J.C. is handed. And, and the, the two guys behind her, like, classic, like, leather jackets. They're like, oh, yeah. th- th- give this to Chase. He'll know who it's from. And she's like, oh, okay. So they leave. And JC's like looks around and is like, I'm just gonna take a quick peek of this. So she opens it and she sneaks a peek at whatever picture or photograph is in this envelope when 
Andre Chase walks in and he goes, JC, what are you doing? That's that's none of your business. Please give that back. And like that's illegal. You can't open up other people's mail. You can't open someone else's mail. So takes it back. But then uh Duke and Thea Hale walk in and they're like, What's going on, Chase? And he's a little flustered now. And he says, Uh, you know what? Uh nothing. Uh class is dismissed for the day. Class is canceled. Everyone go home. So all the students are like, Yes. So they all leave. Duke leaves, Thea leaves. And then JC kind of stares at, there was a joke about like, oh, what are you two doing together? Kind of yeah. like, oh, you look who's become best friends, which I'm still holding on for that Chase and JC love affair storyline. Chase you? You want JC? Chase you, yeah. So everyone leaves, leaving Chase by himself. And he's got the, the, the envelope and he opens it. And we don't see what he's looking at, but he looks at this photograph and he looks pretty shocked and pretty concerned Oof. as he is thinking about his next moves. And we'll jump ahead right now because in about 10 minutes after this airs, they do on commentary just in a throwaway comment. Oh, yeah. And next week is also NXT tag titles on the line as Chase U defends against Tony D and Stacks. Mm. Which, hmm. okay, let's, let's get that title shot. Yeah, so much to unravel here. Yeah. First of okay. all, shout out to the one guy who was extremely happy that class was dismissed. They like yes. zoom in on this one guy. He's like, yes. And it's like, that's, that's funny. Number two, that. Big Ange has, the funny part is Big Ange has actually been part of Chase U because I've noticed her like in the background of all these <laughs> Chase U segments. So it's kind of funny. She's a turn but, coach. Yes. She's a mole. But okay, so this segment, so we watch Sopranos, right? We know how this works out. There's always like the struggling guy who's trying to like keep something afloat, whether it be like a business or a company or whatever. So you, you kind of have to get a loan or something from from nefarious means, right? So I feel like this is a situation where Andre Chase might have asked for a loan or some help from, uh, you know, from the the boys at the yard over there, and uh, maybe he didn't pay back with interest, and uh, because mm-hmm. of that, they might have somehow took a picture of him, maybe doing something he wasn't supposed to do. Maybe he was hanging out with Father James Mitchell. I don't know. Just so much, you know, so, so, so many okay, well, things you yeah. can do. It's got to turn. It's got, so they're blackmailing Chase yeah, now. Absolutely. Getting a title shot next week. So Chase clearly went and he's like, yeah, I'll give you the title shot. And he's sweating because he doesn't want Chase you to know whatever Tony D and Stax knows, the family. But what is it? Is it a photo of Chase smooching someone? Is it a photo of like, you know, them cheating last, from before? Like, what is this blackmail on Chase? That he's so like, oh, I have to give them the title shot right away. Is it so is it a is it a is it a veto situation for Sopranos? If you know, you know. You know, uh, it, I don't think it is that. No, <laughs> it's, it, it's NXT, so maybe not. But yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's so much you can do with it, so much fun you can have with it that I really hope that it's something like totally wacky that you're just like, well, what? What's going on here? But I'm yeah. looking forward to the the revealing of or the ongoing situation with this uh this this mysterious envelope and the blackmailing of Chase Yeah. Yes, very Sopranos esque here, and uh, I'm I'm kind of for it. So we'll we'll find out, and what happens next week because the family got their title match. They could win the titles back because Chase is so like caught up in whatever drama. Or, or, or does Andre Chase just lay down? Oh, he's that like, scared. Like, he's, he's 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 ready to throw throw the titles. Just because yeah, it's like Duke want. starts the match and is like winning the whole thing, and then finally Chase comes in, and then Tony just looks at him, and then he's like, "I gotta, I gotta lay down." I don't Duke, know. And then Duke is like, "What the fuck?" And then like the rest of Chase, you kicks out Andre. Yeah, there's a lot. You there, can do there's got to be some drama, and Andre did something to get to where he is. So yeah, we're gonna find some some drama, whether it involves a love interest or something cheeky. I'm not I'm not too sure, but. Has my interest for sure. Malik in the chat said that he needs an interaction between Alpha Academy and Chase I think that's like, that's definitely going to happen, right? The two like schools, I guess, in a way, kind of going head to head. I can see that. Yeah. 
we go to our next match. It is the qualifying match for the uh, Iron Survivor. Two people. Mick Foley has chosen himself. Jack taking on Tyler Bate. Uh, this starts off with Tyler gaining advantage, sending Jack to the outside, and then hits his huge running over the ropes, like Tope crossbody, which is very impressive. Uh, he tries to hit another crossbody on Jack on the outside, but Jack counters this and then throws him into in between the fans and the barricade here in NXT. There's like a little bit of leeway, and he dumps bait into there as we go to break. When we come back, it's now uh, – well, during picture-in-picture, picture, Tyler was trying to get some offense in. He hits a huge exploder and a standing star press for a near fall. When we're back, though, he has Dijak up top and hits a – Fisherman superplex from bait. Yeah, this looked pretty crazy, but somehow Dijak gets out of it. Uh, Dijak counters one of the 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 like rebound lariats from bait and hits the hard justice choke bomb. But bait kicks out of that. Bait hits him with the airplane spin spin and then goes for the Tyler driver, but it's countered. He goes for one of his moves like back flipping off the top rope, but it's countered into the torture rack, which is the setup. For the feast, your eyes. It connects with a knee to the face, and Dijak pins bait and is headed to deadline for the Iron Survivor match. So, uh, Dijak will be playing the role of the big cane or abyss in this five person uh, Iron Survivor match. Uh, but what did you think? I like this match. This is my match of the show for sure. I wish they would have yeah. got, they got like a little close to 10 minutes. I wish they would have got closer to 15, 17. Um, but this match did what it had to do. I think the right person went over here with Dijak. And I, yeah, that, that fisherman suplex was wild. Just Dijak tossing bait into the crowd was a good visual. Even the ending sequence with him just kind of catching him off and, and right into the feast of eyes off of a, you know, off that rope move or whatever. Uh, it was a good match for sure. And uh, yeah, I, I, I wish they would, do something with Dijak. Just, just, just switch it up a little bit. His gimmick just does not work for me. You can't bring him to the main roster with this gimmick because it's gonna look like it, it works at NXT in a way because it's a small arena. The crowd can like do their little chance or whatever. But if you try to present this character and put him like on SmackDown, you're gonna get laughed at. Yeah, because it's it's very funny. Like he's like a cop or big boss man or Terminator or whatever. Even like when he wins, the the colors go back to black and yeah, white. Yeah, he goes into black and white. I noticed that. So hokey, but he is a good wrestler. Like the match was good. Yeah, oh, probably no, the best no wrestling yeah. on the show. So um, don't don't really know what to do with both of these guys. Like Bate's been in here like for a while. So like yeah, it's weird because because Bate was what he was with. Was it with Chase U? He was like involved with at one point, and then he yeah. got separated with them, and then he was kind of like doing stuff with Butch, and then he kind of went back to Ridge. So it's like, yeah, I feel like they don't really know what to do with Bait. Yeah, like it's been like six years of these guys, Bait and Butch specifically, yeah. both been in WWE system and still like not heavily focused characters, which is crazy. I guess Butch, Butch more than Bait, but this was the the best wrestling on the show for sure. And I, yeah. I'd say there's a better match between the two out there. Like if these two fought in the Indies. Or AEW, they with the cuffs off, they would be doing some incredible things. But it's pretty standard, I, I thought for NXT. We see the parking lot, but don't worry, no one gets attacked. We see someone who has been attacked though recently. Trick Williams shows up. He pulls up in a fancy car. He gets out. He's walking to the ring because he's got to go face to face with his. Hey, best friend. It, it was a red car. It wasn't a black car. It wasn't the. It wasn't the black charger, charger, yeah, charger yeah. that we see. You're speaking of parking lots. I, I want to say was it Wade Barrett? Somebody was talking on Raw about NXT and parking lots. And he yeah. Wade, Wade made some sort of line like, you can't catch me in those parking lots. Yeah, like was, yeah. I like how they, they finally like embrace this like internet uh, saying of the NXT parking lots being like this, this hazardous place to go to. And they're all, like, I mean, yeah, as well. 
it jumped the shark when they sold shirts. Remember, they had like NXT oh my God, parking you're lot. Right. They had like victim of NXT parking lot or something <laughs> like that. Which is funny because we've been joking about how they should sell shirts, and then they yeah, did. They do. Yeah, yeah it was great. Good times from NXT. Uh, I think we go to our main event segment here. Not a match, but Carmelo Hayes comes out to the ring. He's got a microphone. He goes, uh, I, I need to talk to you, Trick. This is big, so let's talk about it. Out comes his best friend, Trick Williams, to a whoop that trick. He's even as, got as, that written on his vest. As Vic Joseph is trying to get words in, but Book keeps doing his ad-libs, Whoa. and he's like, I don't mean to interrupt your singing, Book, but Book just keeps singing. He's like, I don't yeah. care. I'm going to keep going. Hype man, Booker T, man. I love, love him doing the ad-libs for whoop that trick. Huh? Uh, Mello says, I understand that you got blindsided and you lost your chance at an opportunity for the NXT title. But listen, man, roadblocks are a part of the game. Kind of like ga- gaslighting Trick a little mm, bit here. Yeah. He says, uh, Trick says, uh, look, you needed someone and I was I was by your side all the time. And without Trick, there's no Mello, says Mello. He's giving him his his thing. He says, you know, like, Everything I've done is, is you were you were with me, you were behind me, and I appreciate that. Trick says, "Yeah, well, your success meant my success," and Mello agrees and says, "You know, we were like Shaq and Kobe, we were like Jordan and Pippen." And Trick says, "Yeah, we were, but you got the ball. You were the one taking the shots. Well, now Trick's got the ball. So where where were you? Like I was there for you. You're not there for me. Like I was there for you." And Mello says, "No, no, no. I am there for you. You don't understand. I am." And Trick says, yeah, well, I got a better question, Mello. A question I need to to be answered by you. Did you, and Mello cuts him off, did I what? Did I believe in you when no one else did? Was I there for you? Did I, was, I with the, was I with the one telling you that just because it didn't work out in the NFL, that it would be okay? You could come here, that I knew you were destined for greatness. A once-in-a-lifetime performer, Trick, was I there for you? And and Trick says, you were, but now it's my time. I want my main events. Where were you? You weren't there. And Trick says, you weren't there when I was attacked either, right? And Mello's like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, whoever attacked me. And then Mello stops and goes, wait, Trick, you don't know who attacked you? And Trick's like, yeah, yeah, but that's not the point. And then Mello keeps bringing that back up. Wait, 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 wait. You don't even know who attacked you? <laughs> and his face kind of changes. Like mm. Mello, like the the gears in his mind are moving. Very good uh, acting, I thought, from Mello here. Uh, and Trick, fuck it. Yeah. Um, very, very good. Uh, Mello says, like, kept saying, like, you didn't see? You didn't see? And Trick says, no, I didn't see. I was attacked from behind, but the only voice I remember hearing was yours. And when they were putting me in the ambulance. So I didn't see who attacked me. And he says, but I want the truth. And he goes, did you attack me? And he goes, well, I'll give you the truth but they are interrupted as the music of Lexus King hits. That's right. Pillman Jr.'s music hits. He comes out with a microphone and he says, oh, look, we got a little bit of a little bit of a, a truth paradox Wait, happening. Hold here. on. I have to stop you here because the funniest thing happened when he was coming to the ring. I don't know if oh anybody God. else caught it. You caught was this it? when he was getting in the, when he was already yes, in the ring? When he's getting oh in God. the ring. Okay. Dying laughing. I, I, re- I rewound this like three, five hundred oh times. God. So he has sunglasses when he's coming. He's trying to be cool with his sunglasses. He comes into the ring. He's got he's his leather to jacket put it in on. His pocket. Yep. He takes off his glasses and he tries to put it in his front pocket. I guess it was like a stitched on pocket. There was no pockets. There was nowhere for it to put it. And he's struggling for like 
tense. It felt like an eternity. It felt like forever. And, oh my god! And he just he got just so, throws them. He away. just throws them on. The, okay, now I know how like Vince McMahon is. If he was watching this, he would have gotten so furious. Not at the fact that like he did this, but like that the camera was like zoomed in on him, like like a bumbling idiot, and his face was like. It's kind of like, like look like you in that gif with the with the with the with the, with the blood coming out. It's like oh, oh, going in here. Oh, can't, can't do this. Can't, oh, oh. And this oh my it. god! Those like five me. seconds felt like an eternity. And I'm like, you're trying to present this guy as like this ultimate badass heel. And the first time he like cuts a promo segment, he like is fumbling with his sunglasses for way too long. Like anybody else would have just like gave up the first chance. But the fact that he kept trying to do it was um I know it's gonna haunt him. It's probably gonna be oh shoved on Bacha Media or whatever. It better but, um, this was so funny. I, I'm glad you brought it up. Yes, I, this I wrote was this like down hilarious. Oh like goodness. I'm watching this I, we didn't record live after last night, so I'm watching like on repeat where I had I can rewind and stuff. So I'm watching this and I'm like, what the fuck's he doing? <laughs> and then I like rewound it and then I watched what happened and I started howling. And then I rewound and watched it again a third it time. Like so it's funny. so oh. funny. I, I'm sure someone clipped this somewhere. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. It'll I, be on I'll, I'll find it. Sure. Yeah, it's gonna be on Botchamania for sure. But while he's trying to cut a promo, this is he's doing this and he's just like fuck. That's the problem. He's trying to talk at the same time. So he's like, Hey, uh, can I tell you about hold on, let me just get this in here. Uh, never hold mind. Hold on a second. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why oh, you shouldn't right. wear sunglasses inside sometimes, right? Yeah. Oh wow. Anyways, so that was hilarious, and that nothing else this guy ever says will be nope. topped by whatever just happened. He says, "Oh, come on! Uh, everyone knows who did it. It could have been. It could have been you, Mello, your best friend, brutally assaulted. It could have been you, or it could have been someone new here trying to make a name for themselves. Someone dark, dirty, so twisted, thoughts so unclean. Who talks like that? Uh, he says, say it.' And Trick is like, "Yo, man." We're busy right now. You came at a bad time. Get out of here. And then he keeps saying all these things. And Trick's like, I just told you. I warned you once more. Don't make me don't make me say it again. And he keeps talking. And Trick goes to fucking nail Alexis King here. Alexis King? Alexis King? Alexis, Whatever his Alexis. name is. He goes to nail him, but he ducks. Therefore, he takes a whole swipe mm. right at Mello, dropping him. And he, he realizes what happens as King rolls out of the ring and escapes. He goes to help Mello up, but Mello like swats his hand away, but then does get up with, with Trick. And then they kind of hug it out. But Mello is kind of, as they're hugging, giving him a little bit of a dirty look here as King walks off kind of smiling as NXT goes off the air. Uh, kind of a, a lot to unpack here. I've been a really big fan of this whole Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams storyline of and especially when we got into a like who done it situation but having like the monkey wrench of going totally left field of having pillman jr come in definitely lowered lowered the bar and end my interest like right away and i'm someone who wants this kid to get better and so far lexus king ain't it at all like the opposite of riz the opposite of everything he's trying to say it's this like forced character forced lines the the hair the facial hair the glasses in the pocket or not in the pocket like everything about this guy seems so budget and like i'm just laughing at the whole thing and completely ruined this segment for me i loved what mellow and trick were doing they're, they're they've stepped up not only in like wrestling but like acting they've really got it and i cannot say the same thing about pillman jr who was who was like it, it showed st- st- being in the same segment as Carmelo Hayes, who's cutting these great promos and believable things. 
when he came out here, Alexis was just co- the complete opposite. I just it was such bullshit in my opinion. I want this guy to, to thrive, and so far is not working at all. And this definitely did did like the opposite. It pissed me off to have him like being involved in this, and I don't even want to see him versus Mello or Trick or any any of these iterations. And just kind of just kind of muddies the storyline that actually has been pretty good. But uh, hopefully, he's not involved anymore. But what did you think? Yeah, you hit the nail on the head when you said Lexus King screams anti-Riz. Like, imagine this guy in, in <laughs> high school just, you know, going against a locker trying to talk to somebody. He's like, hey, babe, what you doing tonight? And My thoughts unclean. And his, his glasses just can't go into his pocket and everything. <laughs> um, So they're definitely ready for the CW, right? This is a CW-like storyline. You got your, your your mysteries. You got your betrayals. Yeah, you attack got, him, betrayal. You got, you got the new guy coming in trying to stir stuff up. So they're definitely ready for CW. I honestly don't think this Lexus King is going to really – this this part of it, I don't think it's really going to go into the story too much because I don't think he's involved with it whatsoever. I don't think even Carmelo is involved with the attack. Because no. The way he was saying no, it was no, a little no. bit too on the nose. No, I mean, yeah, they're doing it like, but he, it has to be because the second he found out, he's like, oh, you don't yeah. know. But then, you got, <laughs> but then you got Wesley showing up just like all happy-go-lucky without any real explanation. There's just so much to it where I don't think it's even Lexus or Melo that did the attack. It'd be somebody totally left field. But wouldn't that be lame if you like... Of course. You're like, oh, it was actually Wes now. It didn't. It wouldn't make sense. Yeah, I think it has to be Mellow. There's no other. They're gonna try to throw different curveballs, but I think it at the end of the day is Mellow. Like, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, the Lexus thing might just lead to a match, maybe like even like a triple threat or something between them three. But I don't think he's gonna be like actually part part of the storyline. Like you said, I think he's just like a monkey wrench to kind of get them to pose each other. But um, yeah. Are, you think it's Carmelo? You think he's the one because of the way he was reacting? I still think it's Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. The second he he was like, oh, you don't know who attacked you. He kept bringing it up purposely. Like that's got to be. I the- think that was too much though. It's like you're you're really like spelling it out for us. I don't know. I mean, you could be hundred percent right about it, but I just feel like for them to do that, that hard makes it seem like he can't be the person that attacked him. Well, who, who was the attacker? We will find out soon. I don't think we're finding out next week. I imagine we find out closer to deadline Deadline, because deadline, you could have trick and mellow both in the match, Mm. whether they're friends or not friends at the moment, you could have them have a singles match at this point too. not being involved title picture. There's a few hey, different things you if can you remember do. a couple of weeks ago, who was talking to Carmelo Hayes in the in the back? It was Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. What if they took out Trick because they say, hey, we want you with us? And yeah. they were the guys. Because that would be totally out of left field, but then people will accept it because these are big names. It's Lashley and, and Street Profits. It would get a good reaction if they do yeah. reveal it that way. It wouldn't really make sense. But for those that remember, like, oh, yeah, they were there that week talking to Melo. What were they talking about? Yeah. So, you never know. Like, it's, it's unfortunate not to have Trick with mellow at this point because trick is someone who stepped up like so much but he could be good on his own too but we don't i don't want to see the end of trick mellow gang but i do want to see i do want to see mellow be like yeah it was me and like completely turn on him and be vicious and mean again because so before mellow that way we were speaking about how all these factions have like a female representative did you see who could be the female representative for street profits and bobby lashley who uh bumped into them on raw i mean well if if Tez is in the group. You would imagine his actual wife. Nope. It's Bianca. not Bianca. It's it's not Jade Cargill even. But a one. I don't think you're going to call her this anymore. But a one B Fab talked to Bobby Lashley and asked if she oh. could speak to him. So oh no, please. Yeah. Get no, no, thank you. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, poor, thank you. Poor Ashanti. You know, he's still on the contract. So they're still under contract. Which I'd rather have Ashanti be part of uh of the Lashley Street Profits. Imagine Ashanti and like Cedric Alexander as like a tag team. That would be Just pretty. B-Fab- BFAT can't wrestle. No, so, she can't. That's like, the thing. If you're going to keep her there, just have her there yeah. in the background, kind of. I, I don't guess. know. No, just sitting pretty. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I like this final segment with Trick and Mellow. Like I said, their acting is very good. But 
um, did could definitely do without Lexus King. I don't even care what they do with him forward. He'll just be the guy with the glasses in the pocket going forward for me. Uh, this episode of NXT wasn't necessarily good, but I wouldn't necessarily call it bad. There wasn't any wrestling this week that I would say was like, go out of your way to see, but they are setting up for this pay-per-view. Uh, there was like some funny stuff throughout the show, but there's there wasn't anything necessarily to write home about. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the last two weeks were obviously with Halloween Havoc, it's going to yeah. be a step down, but a lot of wheels in motion, a lot of things going on in the background. If you, you, the keen eye, you can see these little Easter eggs are setting up with Ava and with, with Dante Chen and Boa, and you got this whole mystery with the main event. Um, yeah, definitely they're 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 building up to some interesting scenarios. Um, you got these legends coming in to make these matches, so I'm looking forward to what kind of matchups Lita's going to have next week and, and Jerry Lawler and, and JBL and everything. So definitely should be a next uh, interesting next couple of weeks till we uh we go to deadline for sure. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have two Iron Survivor matches in that. Probably Corbin and Ilya. Uh, th- th- like, there won't be a, ma- that many matches added because it's there's so many multi-people in these matches. It takes up a lot of time. So that will be your deadline card, which, yeah, it uh, doesn't sound too good already. But I'll give it, give it some chance and give it some hope uh, as we see some of the names announced for these matches that could make them pretty good. But, yeah, a so-so episode of NXT. But uh, lots of talk, obviously, with the CW deal happening a year from now and maybe some possible changes but like nxt has still been been a lot better than it than it was maybe not necessarily this episode but but still uh that's what we thought we do have some feedback i posted in our poison rana facebook group you should join it if you haven't already we'll let you in find the facebook page poison rana and it'll lead you to the group i'll go first here as Megan writes in it's back to brick by brick storytelling for nxt coming off the halloween havoc Braun v. Vaughn required some suspension of disbelief. Yes, Braun won again, but Wagner got the last word with the table spot. It's high time that Braun moves up. He's been treading water long enough. Bait and Dijak was damn good. Stratton Henley was fine, but part of me wants to see Fallon move up the card. There's always the second chance qualifier. Lyra got her first opponent for her title run in Zia Lee as it ties back to Becky. I bet she wants to get her receipt for getting head kicked on Raw true uh the trick mellow whodunit took a turn with lexus king stirring the pot and and the ending left more questions than answers finally nxt moving to cw is a big deal with the built-in history with that network when smackdown aired there for a couple years corgan didn't adhere to the crack commandant number four never get high on your own supply very funny megan that said it's a testament to sean and company stirring the ship uh turning the ship around after a notably rocky start yes I like that uh, 10 crack commandment line. But just so you know, Muggin, the first person to utter those words was a Mr. Tony Montana on Scarface. <laughs> That's yeah, where the yeah. original line came from. We <laughs> go to Cameron Gilbert, who says, Solid show. I love how much they are showcasing the breakout women's competitors even after the event. HBK has shown his dedication to the women's division for sure. Dijak versus Bate was match of the night, but everything else was okay to decent. I think it's time to send Mello after he puts Trick over. Braun, Tiff, and Roxy up to the main roster during Rumble season, which pretty much... Well, we're, we've been saying yeah. on this show. The next crop of talent are ready to take over the NXT spotlight. Trick, Wes, and Noam with Ia, Lyra as champs. Thank you for the content, lads. Poison Rana is an amazing community to be a part of. And shout out to everyone in the Messenger chat. Oh, yeah, shout out to everybody. Hey, thank you. Uh, very, very kind words. Yes, people like Sino, Frank. We got a lot of uh, all you listeners uh, always making things interesting, especially when rest- wrestling is like live and airing. Our Facebook chat there, the Poison Rana group. We chat about whatever we're watching, especially NXT and all the other shows. And yeah, it's a fun little community. And I can say that 
Davey, Sino, all of us involved are pretty proud of uh, the community and friends that we make along the way. Uh, so thank you, Cameron. Very kind comment. Yeah, for sure. Good- our our performance center, our NIL program is, uh, <laughs> is top notch, probably the best in the uh, wrestling podcasting. Yeah, world. exactly. Exactly. Uh, we're all friends here. We're very nice. Uh, I, we have another one, though, from Ethan Black, who writes in, good episode. The Heritage Cup match was all right and predictable. Honestly, it's the same match every time Dara gets a cheap shot after a round or two. I get it's a heel thing, but it's the same with Roman Reigns. But anyways, I think it's time for Dara to move away from the Heritage Cup and go for a different title. Tyler Bate and Dijak was match of the night, uh, match of the last night. Stratton versus Henley was my second favorite. I think the family owns Chase Uni- University or paid for it to be built, and that's why Chase needs to owe them back. Okay, oh my so God. He's imagine that's what he in, said, imagine yeah. D- what D'Angelo University. Imagine that. No. Oh yes. D University. Oh my God. Yeah, that's exactly where they're going. You you kind of said it earlier, but like oh like. He he got like a loan or something, and then 100%, now have to pay 100%. it out, right? Yeah, that's definitely yeah. it. Uh, Ethan also adds Lyra versus Zayali could be a fun match, and the main event segment was really good as well. And lastly, we go to Manny from Pacoima who says, "Anyone else became an, an Ariana Grace fan last night? Pretty <laughs> yeah. solid show. Bay versus Dijak was great, and though there was a lot of no selling in the women's qualifier, I enjoyed the chemistry between Tiffany and Fallon. I personally think Tiffany should do the Chris Daniels version of her PME, a uh, pretty moonsault ever." Because going up all three ropes takes too much time for an opponent to be able to counter. I think the info about Chase U is that Andre Chase isn't a certified teacher, or maybe he's a wild part animal who enjoys a glass of wine like Kiana. Oh, I see. Oh. What he, I see what he means there. Oh. This guy is wild. He drinks wine after eight p.m. <laughs> I know the plan is for Ariana to be healed, but after last night, she got the crowd behind her and Carmen, Roxanne, and Kalani looked like bullies at the end of the segment, laughing at poor innocent Ariana. Yeah, Ariana. She doesn't mean like bad intent she's yeah, just trying to yeah. say some positive things that nobody wants to hear yeah that is true but i i do enjoy <laughs> very funny manny <laughs> uh I then, pic- you, you want to see pictures of kiana and and uh and andre chase is both yeah, like partying it up. yeah yeah uh and then we have a super chat from jake from the windy city thank you jake he writes in i think they're trying too hard to make brian pillman jr emulating his dad who he claims never really knew Sad because I had high expectations for Lexus King. Yeah, I don't think anyone had like super high expectations, but I I do deep down. I'm like, man, I want you to succeed. I want you to to be like, you know, killing it. But so far, everything I've seen. Let's from let's him, let's not fully give up on him just because he couldn't yeah. put his sunglasses in his jacket. <laughs> I mean, I'm I am uh, I am for sure. That uh, that should be somebody's Halloween costume next year. <laughs> Lexus King. With the, with, the, to... with the same shaped beard, the glasses, and the whole time you're just trying to... All right, I'm writing that one down. That one's added to the list. <laughs> I have a to, list. I have just trying to put sunglasses in, in your pocket the entire all time. Night, all night, you're like, fuck. And then you just throw them at someone. Just... And then you show up at the party on a throne, and the throne just like slides in. Yeah, do the whole... There we go. Lexus King. Rizmaster, Lexus King <laughs> on NXT. He's going to be a huge superstar on the CW, so we shouldn't be laughing. Uh, thank you everyone for writing in there and thank you everyone for listening to us, whether it's on the YouTube or the replay or the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much here on the post wrestling network. Go to postwrestling.com for everything else that we do here. John and way are always hardworking with their wrestling reviews, daily shows and uh, over on poison Rana with Sino doing shot in the dark. And we got what up though. We got our, Eagles don't hunt flies. We got lots and lots of shows. So poisonrana.ca for links of everything that Davey and I do, including any Toronto listeners out there. We 
are hosting a Survivor Series watch party November 25th. Gabby's King Street West, poisonrana.ca for the link to our event, Bright. Right now, there's even early bird tickets up there. It's like five bucks, and you can come hang out, and we got some prizes, some games, and we'll be airing Survivor Series on the big screens all over the bar. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. So any Toronto, GTA area people, uh, come hang out. We would love to hang out with our friends and watch some wrestling and i'll put it out there davy has booked the bde house for philly for wrestlemania season sino are you going to be there i'll be there i'm already booked i signed my contract i signed I, on the dotted line. I, the line I read the terms and conditions the fine print and everything yeah i'll be there man and now and now rumblings are that the nxt stand and deliver show is going to be that thursday of WrestleMania. yes season? yes i'm glad you mentioned that because i forgot to bring that up there are some reports out there saying that that show will be moved and i'm fucking thanking god that that's the case because i i was not looking forward to trying to do like during the day and then trying to hustling i know the venues are actually closer but i know they just announced wale mania for philly so maybe we'll have a hard time of deciding what we do on that thursday night but i want to put it out there to anyone in the philly area or surrounding areas we're thinking of doing a live tailgate party that weekend we are looking to do a mania hangout so any of you people planning on going to wrestlemania 40 this that that weekend in philly in in the early april uh we are thinking of doing something so i'm i've been to philly before but i'm not that well known and if uh, maybe davy's got some ideas for a bar or, or anyone who's interested in hanging out that weekend we will be doing some stuff so keep your eyes peeled in the next uh, few months because we are cooking up some fun fun things and boy am i tempted to do one for for the bash at berlin but that's for another Oof. day that's for another day another story now All you right? just gotta catch up a you gotta think of a catchy name like forbidden poor what is this gonna be like phil phil lit phil lit delphia i don't know phil lit delphia there's something in there there's something in there all right well we're taking uh we're taking suggestions yes. for the names the names as well there so yes uh sino thank you for filling in here this week let the people know where they can find you and everything you you got going on all social media platforms, Sino Evil, C-N-O-E-V-I-L. If you want to hit me up on there, go ahead. As we mentioned, Shot in the Dark, I have a new episode up um, tomorrow talking about all the shows that we mentioned here. Um, I'll be on Collision Course every Saturday with Kay from Montreal. I was reading also reports that there will be no Collision the week of the World's End pay-per-view, which I'm just like, oh, they're already like, not doing Collision episodes, which is kind of worrisome, um, as we saw from the ratings. <laughs> so for the time being, uh, catch me on Collision Course every Saturday with Kay from Montreal on the post-wrestling feed. And on Poison Rana with What Up Doe, uh, we'll be doing another episode in the next couple weeks or so talking about i finished spider-man i hope that uh that b detroit is or is on his way to finish again because i have a lot to say about that game for sure excellent well thank you sino for joining in thank you everyone for listening to us we appreciate you very much at poison rana pod twitter instagram for everything that we do at the bray d for my personal twitter and instagram follow me my dms are always always open And uh, we'll be back here. uh, Well, I'll be back on Sunday with uh, Davey for a new Poison Rana 2 p.m. live on our YouTube. So hit that subscribe on the Poison Rana YouTube as well while you are at it. But thank you. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And I hope you are stuck in a paradox with unclean thoughts here today. Ahoy. Ahoy.